I think it's time for the game crowd. Yes, it is. Ruby and Raj are a pair. We do try. Let us not forget we can. The legend that is now. He's the legend. Talking all about their lives. Yes, we do. When I thought this was about game, it's supposed to be. I cannot hear what Ruby's saying. I'm sorry. I think it's something <laughs> about now. It was. Or blame Yoda for that smell. It definitely was. Well, we'll see you all again next week. Hopefully. Another two hours of fun. Depends what you call fun. Yes, <laughs> The game crowd. Finally. Yeah. Woo. Go, Ruby. That was so cool. That is my first <laughs> singing debut ever. I'm dead proud of it. I rehearsed. I, I'm so impressed. That is brilliant. I love it. Good Thanks. job. Thank you so much. Raj, do you like it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I think okay. there's something particularly epic about replying in song. Like, it, <laughs> You know, we also I noticed like Sam in that song introduces us, but then also sort of like ends the show for us as well. Like, yeah. see you next week. <laughs> yes, he does actually. We should think about we should get him to do an outro as well, and this time get him to because I don't think he meant he didn't he just recorded that song and he didn't he mean just to did it one time. Yeah, yeah, he didn't mean to think he didn't think we'd use it as an intro or an outro, so we could just get him to specially record one. I think you two need to do a duet now. That's the that's the way forward. I think. Oh, no. What we're going to do now is, I think we're going to do this every week. But next time it's going to be Rod's turn to compliment oh. Sam, and the next time I, it's going to be I might just give it. I might just give it a miss. Okay. No, uh, no, Rod. No, I want to hear you rapping over it. No, yeah, exactly. No, or just like something related. Come on. Yes. Exactly. Like you know how the Simpsons has a different seating every time. This could be our signature. Like what? <laughs> yes. Yes. How do we remix Sam's intro? <laughs> exactly. How did we make that? I think that'd be awesome. That that sounds really cool, actually. I'm up for that. Cool stuff. Now, because you know what? Remember before, right? When we were all like meeting up, we would um, do our like you know a cappella type things. We can't do that now. So, yeah, it's hard now. Yeah. So. Anyway. Next evolution how, of it. How are you doing now? I am pretty good. I'm pretty good. Um, what can I say? Like, just, yeah, just the usual, really. Like, life hasn't changed massively since the last time we talked, but I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, um, good too. Uh, shall, I, shall we start off? Uh, just a little introducing now. You want to start off with your life? <laughs> if you yeah, could, uh... I, can, I can do. I mean, um, so I made some brief notes, but... Like this, this may not be a lot to go on, but basically I've still been working. Obviously these days you kind of have to be really grateful that you've got a job, like the way things are. So yeah, work's been good. Um, like there's all sorts of restrictions on our office now. So you can't go to the office uh, and work. You have to work from home, but obviously the nature of my work means that we do have to go to the office. So it's this whole rigmarole of um, sort of getting permission from my manager and HR and the country manager and all this other stuff just just to go into the office <laughs> and then you have to tell them sort of what time you're going to be done by and obviously in IT I mean like I'm just like a low-level IT tech but um, 
it's kind of hard to say that you can kind of give a rough idea but then things don't always go to plan yeah. and yeah so it, it, you know it's been eventful but it's it's been okay I can't complain really we have a new receptionist and she's she's a lot of fun actually you know it's interesting because she um she is new to this country but she's really creative and wants to get involved in the creative side i think she was saying how her parents sort of wanted her to do more academic stuff rather than creative stuff when she was younger so they sort of dissuaded her from doing theater so i had this really yeah had this really cool conversation with her just encouraging her to say man just do it and obviously right now it's hard with this whole coronavirus thing but um maybe when it's all over then she's gonna look to go back into theater and yeah so that was that was really cool and like i showed her some of the music that i've been working on and she was really enthusiastic about that so uh that was good as well i suppose if you show someone your music face to face it's a rarity that they're going to be like nah it's terrible mate <laughs> you could kind of do a musical together you know write a musical <laughs> i mean with the lockdown yeah the lockdown you know yeah i actually think you'd be awesome at that group so i'd love to see a play that you've written <laughs> oh that's it she can act it and you can compose there you are yeah all right and raj can remix it and make it better <laughs> i think he'll just come along with it because we've asked him too nicely but <laughs> yeah but yeah um music i mean what can i say i mean i changed my artist name actually so like Raj and I were talking and like I wasn't happy with the name that I picked because it just seemed a bit weird and it wasn't quite cool. Nalurian. Yeah, Nalurian. So I, I spoke to Raj and I was like, you know, what should I do? Because I've been trying to think of an artist name for like a year. Like I don't want to just go with my normal name because like that's my normal name and I want some anonymity one day <laughs> yeah. from the three people who've heard my music. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I've changed it to my game attack actually. So it's uh, Rahi X. Right. It, it, it does have a nice ring to it as well. Rahik, Rahik. Yeah, people yeah. say Rahik or Rahik. Yeah, or yeah. like the, the lads that I play Gears with online, I mean, they, were, they call me Reix because um, for ages when I met them, like I didn't have a headset, so they, they didn't know what my name was, so they just went with yeah. like whatever they thought it was, which was Reix. So <laughs> I think I'm going to stick with that, but I don't know. But yeah, so that's cool. I'm, I'm I'm glad to have that sort of settled away, really. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's been cool. I've um working hard on tracks as well. Like man, been working so hard on music, and uh, it's been it's been good. And one thing I've learned, because one thing I always struggled with with anything creative was going back and editing things. Like if you put like four or five hours into trying to create something like a track, and you you know one little bit at the end might take a lot of experimentation and you know, trying things, trying different instruments, different sounds, and you might get to a place where, okay, that sounds all right. But then on reflection, maybe a week or two later, you look back and it's like, nah, I'm not really too keen on that. So what I've gotten better at is just throwing that in the bin <laughs> and just being like, nope, don't waste time on it. I'm just going to go again. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I feel like that with paintings, like um, I paint, I'll paint it, then I'll leave it there. And then a year later, I'm working on the same painting. So, I mean, yeah. I have undone things. I've repainted over the same canvas. Um, or I've just started afresh thinking the same idea. And then you do get better each time. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that's part of the creative process, isn't it? And you, and you don't want to keep poking at it until it's, like, the best. 
Uh, I mean, I'm in two minds with it, really, because, like, obviously, if it sounds bad, I don't want to keep it, you know? Like, if if after a week it doesn't sound right, then something's obviously up with that. But at the same time, I don't want to be editing it forever because I want it to be of this time. Like, this is me now. I'm making music now. This is my frame of mind, and this is what I'm doing, and this is what my life is like. So, you know, I want it to be a snapshot of now rather than, like, something that I'm worrying about. So, and to be honest, I've always been quite... Like I played like quite loose and fast with <laughs> my recordings in the past because they weren't always the cleanest, and I was like, "Nah, but it's of that moment. It's okay if it's got little mistakes in it and stuff like that. I didn't mind." Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I'm still working out really, but working hard on it. How many uh, tracks? Because you showed us one which was completed. Uh, that was early lockdown, and then you said you're working on a second one. Are you? What, what number track are you on? Uh, so none of them are. Well, that one that I showed you is pretty much finished it, i may add some stuff to it i don't know but um there is that one that one not that. maybe about four maybe five other tracks currently on the go five wow yeah i mean you know i've not written all of these like recently like some of these i've had like an idea of like yeah. maybe the, the first bit or i had some chords or i had a rough idea from even going back to a couple of years you know four years yeah so just sort of picking up that sort of stuff and just going on with it again so yeah it's been cool I've, I've really enjoyed it and like it's one of the upshots of this whole lockdown sort of thing that's happened it's yeah. just having having the time to really commit to it and building that habit of working on it again it's kind of like you're forced to stay at home and commit to working at it and it's in your head and you've got to get it out of your head so what else what yeah. else to do Isn't I think I, I always struggled with it because I, I always made excuses and procrastinated on it. Like, ah, you know, I'll do it on the weekend or, uh, you know, I know I should do it now, but no, nah, it's cool. I'll, pl I'll play some games. <laughs> so, I'm the worst one for that because it's like you're thinking when I want to do it, I'm going to do it to this best level. It has to be executed this way. Yes. And it takes so much effort and that's why I procrastinate because I'm like, okay, I need to be in the right zone to yeah, yeah. do this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I I see that. You know, it's um, it's not easy, but really, it's just like for me, what it was is like saying, "Well, look, I've been talking about music for like a hundred years. Um, I really need to do something with it. It doesn't matter at this point if it's not perfect. Uh, I just need to do something. Otherwise, I literally said to myself, look, I might as well sell my guitars and my amp and all that and just like stop pretending.' <laughs> you know, so. Which I mean, come on, isn't that a depressing thing with me saying it now? Oh yeah, man. I, I can't. I'd be. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't have really sold him. <laughs> but it was. It was that sort of thing, you know. Like I've got to stop pretending and just actually just do it because there's nothing stopping me. And we're so privileged that we have all this stuff like guitars and amps and stuff to actually to to do that. You know, like there's probably people out there who don't, and you work so hard on music. So what's my excuse, you know? So yeah. I mean, remember talking the other time just. We're quite happy that we're people with a type of interest outside of work. You know, some people actually <laughs> just go to work, yeah. come, come home, socialise with friends, which is not, it's not a bad, I'm not criticising anyone like this, but it just sounds, it seems very different. Like, so yeah. I've always had drawing or art or painting or, or you know, and, and, and it's always stayed with me. It's, it's not yeah. like... It's not like I thought, oh, I want to be famous one day. It's just I really enjoy doing this. So I'm going, therefore I'm doing it. Same with the bar, just like 
he told me about like when we got married and he was still going to his music classes, his vocal lessons. I mean, it didn't matter if yeah he was going to record one day or if he was going to write a song, but it was just something he enjoyed. It was part of who he was. Mm. Then he told me about how he knew about some people who'd done that all their lives, got married, but then couldn't afford their classes anymore and just couldn't prioritize it because obviously they had children yeah. to think about, their classes to think about, and you know. Yeah. But life but it, changes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, th- I think it's really important. Like if you're someone who, I mean, I, I, I said to Raj one day, I was like, what if, what if we didn't make it in our respective interests? Think about it. What if we didn't? It, it's, it's quite a, like the fact that we go to work every day. I think just having the notion that, oh, one day I might be this famous artist. It just keeps <laughs> going. Because yeah. the thought of my day job being what it is, being what I do for the next 30, 40 years, it's a bit of a like hope killer for me. <laughs> sure. mm. I, I mean, I see that with you because like you're very creative and like you're always up to something and like doing something and always making something or trying something new you never really stand still and I think for you guys in particular like what's great about you guys is that you're supportive of one another like I've seen Raj supporting you with your art and I've seen you massively supporting Raj with his music and that must make such a huge difference like if you've got a partner who's a bit disinterested in or can't really see the the good in what you're doing then that's quite hard to overcome. How do you make time for it, you know? It so. but, but, but then I did say to Raj, like, you know, because sometimes we'd stress, that, that the good thing is, yeah, we do encourage each other, but then when the other person's stressed out, you know, we have to try and get the other person not to be stressed out. And, and I think sure. we, we kind of come to this point of, right, we're going to enjoy, we're not going to, it is the, like, you know how people say process, not products. Yeah, man, definitely. It is. To enjoy the journey, really. So, like, you know, like, so what I would say to you now, like, you know, okay, like, you know, just keep going with the music because it's something that you, like, when you pick up the guitar, you enjoy it, you know? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I I suppose, like, I wonder if the Beatles, like, if they never got famous, would they, I I think they would have still kept meeting together, kept making music. They they probably would have even done it longer, I reckon. Maybe, yeah, maybe. You know, like, John, John Lennon might still be alive today. Day and they'd be regularly meeting, having a jam together um so who knows but i do think like yeah it, it, even if nothing comes off things it's worth still doing i'm not i'm not saying nothing will come with it but you know what oh I mean? no 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 i 100 agree you just have to love it you have to love doing yeah. it every day and just like enjoying it and make sure you appreciate stop and appreciate like rather than worrying about what may or may not happen just enjoy playing it like i mean i was on the way into work the other day and i was i a song came on and i was like man i used to play this song all the time on my guitar like why have i stopped playing this (laughs) so yeah so next time i pick it up i'm I'm, I'm gonna i mean unfortunately like when i pick up guitar these days it is to record rather than just to for like a leisurely self jam sort of thing so i need to pick it up again which song oh that was um out of time by blur Okay, I have to hear that one. I'm yeah, it's good. It's got like a Middle Eastern flavor to it, so it's quite unique, but it's cool. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, busy, I'm busy eating pasta as well. You haven't my dinner. <laughs> oh, you having your dinner? Yeah. Can, can you hear him jumping? I can hear something. I thought it was Yoda. <laughs> no, it's me eating my pasta. Ruby was supposed to get it from me, but she was like, I don't know. I was chatting. She's yeah. being polite. Otherwise, it would have just been me rambling on. <laughs> It would have been like the, you know, BBC 
world service, like talking about the shipping or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Rubes, how about you? How's life been? Well, okay, so it's been a it's been a while, and my notes, some of them just seem a bit dated, but I'm just going to give a quick snippet of what's happened from oh, the sure. little podcast to now. Uh, so, lockdown's been extended. Um, wah, wah, thank- wah, wah. Yeah, which we all know about. Um, so, yeah, that's a bit pants. I mean, I'm glad I got to see mum. Like, she's in London, and I got to see her when I was allowed to. Now we're not allowed to see each other, but we're, we keep FaceTime every day, and we're just like, yeah, thankfully we saw each other then. Yeah. She spent 70, however, the other day, and I was a bit like, oh, you know, like, it's her 70th. Mm. When did that happen? uh, Yeah, and and it's a big one, and I'm not there, and, you know. Ah, sure. Yeah, we even considered, like, oh, you know, she would go to a spa, a spa that opens, go for a spa weekend for me and her, but the fact that she's 70 plus and got diabetes, that plates with her at extra high risk, and I just sort of, like, I wouldn't forgive myself if anything happens. Definitely. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> and even she was like that. She's like, don't worry. Our look on everything is don't worry. <laughs> There's a lot of wisdom in that, you know. I was talking to, uh, again, that uh, the, the new lady at work. We were actually... So, okay... A friend and I have started reading the Bible, <laughs> and um, we, we like it's really interesting because like we're sort of taking the Old and the New Testament at the same time, and um, there's a bit in it basically spoilers if you've not read it, but Jesus talks about not worrying, and um, like how important that is. So it's it's funny you say that because that's been sort of the theme of my week because I've had that conversation about three times this week. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying not to worry. <laughs> it's right. easier said than done, isn't it? Because we we naturally just worry about stuff in life. Like, you know, obviously right now as well with the way the world is, there's so much bad stuff happening. It's hard not to worry. But actually, it doesn't change anything, and it, it you know it doesn't. You can't add extra days onto your life, as, as someone greater than me once said. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so. I'm never ready to worry. So this is quite a. Well, surprise, really. You know, you're always like, yeah, I've just never known you to worry ever. So. Well, I, I don't, to be honest. I mean, I'm quite carefree generally in life, but, you, you know, you can't help but sort of think, actually, no, I'm telling a lie. I don't worry at all. But um, <laughs> other people do worry. And to them, I would say don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love it. About a thing. I wasn't singing that one. Because every little thing is gonna be alright. No one joined in. Oh gosh. <laughs> so that is like a an awesome little uh, mashup that you guys just did. <laughs> oh well, yeah, you killed my mouth because he was chewing and you know. Anyway, uh, well that's me. So um, oh. We watched Tenet when uh, our cinema's gone, when they were open, now they've gone closed again, I think. Our cinema's closed again. Mm. Oh, are they? Cineworld is... Cineworld is like fully closed down, isn't it, like as a company? Like, but um, yeah. cinemas generally are still open, aren't they? Yeah. No, that's not... I think they were temporary, originally they were temporary closing down. Because um, I think what triggered it was um, uh, the new James Bond film being delayed. Oh, I see, right. Triggered it, but I think you're right. It, it, it might have triggered a, a full on closure, but I'm not, uh, I'm not sure. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I just remember reading that they, they'd closed and how, like, 
it was signaling the death of cinema here and stuff like that. But, um, I, you know, I watched Tenet as well. What did you think of that? Um, so while I was sat there, I was thinking, <laughs> uh, I, I don't understand. I mean, it was an interesting concept. And, you know, the whole pseudoscience, the whole, um, uh, what was um, the un, I suppose pseudoscience is not the t- right term, but I'm using all types of the term. But what was it called? In, inverse... Inverse, inverse bullets and inverse, everything was inverse. Is that right? Is, is that the right word they use? I can't remember. Inverted it. lungs. And, yeah. I mean, at first, when that, when he, when uh, the main character had that demonstrated to him, it made sense, like how the bullet just, you know, isn't was inversed, you know, how mm. it got shot and how the glass got made up again and, you know. Yeah. But then after that, I was just not having a clue about what happened. And then I turned to Raj saying, Raj, what do you, can you tell me what's happening? And he said he didn't understand. So I was relieved when he said he didn't understand. I thought it was if Raj says that, then damn, wow. What is <laughs> no, because it's like, you know, when um, I think I was watching Star Wars with you, and um, I didn't have a clue what was going on, but you clearly no, did. No, the main one was Interstellar. And you um, and Rosie were lost. <laughs> what was happening but it's just when they when I said can you please explain the whole gravity stuff and then when you did then I got it I understood the film but I just don't understand I still don't understand how the whole time part of the problem there is that like interstellar is based on real science and forgive forgive me forgive my ignorance here but Tenet I believe is just sci-fi so it's not it's based on possibilities but it's not based on something that's genuinely true so you just have to sort of go with it you know I, I don't think this um you know because, like, you know, Interstellar, if you were to travel into space, you know, the aging phenomenon, all that sort of stuff would happen. So that's sort of quite not, it's a bit more accepted because, or acceptable because people know about that sort of thing. But yeah, we can explain it. Whereas this was like a new concept this idea of moving backwards through time while you're still in a forward mode, you know, like yeah. you're breathing forwards, but time is moving backwards and therefore you're like, an anomaly in that time, so you can't breathe or anything. My problem with the film now was like, I think it was trying to be too clever for its own good. Yeah, for definitely. At times when you try, okay, I understand the concept, but there are times on the screen it got so complicated yes. that you couldn't keep up with it. Yeah, I think it would take two or three watches to really get a grip yeah. of sort of, because there's a lot of little sort of details that. Yeah. Um, like for instance, that whole final scene, there's that massive battle, isn't there? I won't mm. to say too much just in case anyone listening hasn't seen it, but, um, that has got a lot of forwards and backwards going on through mm. time. And like, there's like little things that, uh, you know, I can just about vaguely think, oh, okay, that's why that happened. But I know I've missed so much stuff in that. Yeah. Uh, so I think a second or third watch would probably help. But to be honest, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it, it didn't really it didn't like amaze me like it was interesting and it was it was a well-made really well-made film but like that's that's ticked off now i don't need to see that again as i said now i think it was trying to be too clever for his own good where he could have simplified certain concepts yeah you know where you could get get it a bit better so i think him being trying to uh, trying to be that clever it it overcomplicated it for no reason. Now, this might be me being totally thick. Well, other people might just go, oh, yeah, this is brilliant. I got it first time. And it all, sure. I can notice everything on screen happening at the same time in, in my first time I watched it. Actually, what I read was on Twitter, because I thought I wanted to see what other people said. Yeah. And a lot of them said, 
um, oh, I didn't understand this one. And they really commented on the whole, the, the sound as well, which I, I thought it was just a really bad cinema and bad acoustics. But there was something about the sound because it was constant, maybe because I'm 30 plus and, you know, my hearing's getting funny. But it was like constant, like the sound and the distortion was like, oh, no. I, I don't know what it was. That's I thought it was really loud, personally. I thought it was such a loud film. Like, yeah. Maybe it is an age thing, I don't know. But <laughs> like, too loud for us now, you know. Yeah, turn it down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the other, the other weird thing was, it was just um, like, actually it wasn't weird. The, the good bit was, like, you know when he kind of met himself? You know, uh, where does he meet himself now? It's like, okay, first he kind of accidentally tackles himself. He only fights himself now. He fights himself and then he... Oh, yes. I mean, I just, I just thought, okay, that was kind of clever. I mean, I, I just, I, I thought, like, like a lot of people on Twitter said, first they commented about the sound, then they also said that um, they didn't get the film, but then it was people divided in opinion. They, some said, oh, you're not supposed to get the film, just enjoy it, just enjoy it for its quiet, just enjoy it for its mm-hmm. not be because even our character doesn't fully understand it either. And mm-hmm. you know, they're really, you know, in support of it, which I can understand because yeah, I can Christopher do Nolan, yeah, Christopher Nolan, how many, like, think about it, right? He's interstellar with the concept is amazing, previous mm-hmm. films as well, which I can't name, but I'll know off the top of my head. Sure. Um, but it's, it's just, you know, like, he has to keep chugging out these ideas now. Yeah, pushing it further and further. Yeah, so I just thought, you know what, if I was in his shoes, and I, well, I don't know what I'd come up with, but... Uh, <laughs> I'd love to see <laughs> that. But, but it's just he has to keep topping himself, so I thought, mm. I thought okay, that, that must be must have been quite a chance. I'm not going to be too like, oh, yeah, it was rubbish, but... Yeah. It, but it was, it, it's not my favourite out of all of his. Well, you know, one one of my favourite films is um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It's got uh, Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet in it. But that's a really interesting thing. And it's almost like this film, but on... like, Because it, it's one of those where, again, a second or third watch really helps <laughs> understand what's going on. But it's nowhere near as complex as this. And um, yeah. it's one of those that... that has... Pardon me? Like, you can understand that. When you already get to the ending of that, Yeah. it all makes sense. It does, it does. And like I think it's rewarding watching it a second time because then you, you see all the things that are happening mm-hmm. with the knowledge of what ultimately is happening sort of thing. So it all makes sense. It's not so mysterious. And it's like it's actually quite tragic when you see it all sort of playing out and it's like, oh, man, that's crazy. But I, I don't think this film quite had that. Um, you know, you'd watch, I think I'd watch it again and be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. That's what he was doing at that time. But I've kind of seen it. We've all seen it. We kind of know the sketch. Um, and there's no more hidden mystery to it. It's just trying to get our head around that really weird concept, if that makes sense. I think it'd be fun though if we put it on movie night. I just love to see. I just lo- I love to see what everyone's take and commentary is because that that's entertaining for me. Like you know how when we watched Interstellar. Uh huh. Yeah. I watched Interstellar myself, so it would have been long. But just after <laughs> about it after and you know in between, being, I don't get it, and you're like, oh, I totally get it, you know. I remember pausing that film uh, when we watched it for like a, a, about 40 minutes while we discussed space-time. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that was cool. And relativity, that was the thing. That was a fun, that was a fun evening, though. It was, it was. <laughs> but yeah, I'd love to watch it when, um, when we all get together. That would be quite a fun, just to see what everyone thinks. And... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But other than that... Um, 
I haven't been up to much else, just, you know, following on from last podcast. I'm still on Rod's music project. I'm just wrapping it up. I, th- I feel like I'm on the, I'm wrapping it up, but it just feels like, you know, I tell myself, okay, I've only got 20 more seconds of this music video to make. Um, it just seems like, you know, when you do one scene, just 10 other bits pop up with it. So it's, it's, like, the, it's like the computer knows that I'm about to end my relationship with it on this music <laughs> It's going out of the window when it's done. Exactly, and it's something at some point. So, um... for anyone who maybe doesn't know, I mean, Ruby's been working on an, a fully animated video for Roger's single that's uh, due to come out. But I mean, fully animating means scene, frame by frame, scene by scene. Um, so I can't tell you how much respect I've got for you for doing that, mate. Like, <laughs> we just three hundred and sixty-four frames so far for three minutes ten seconds. Mm. something like that yeah uh, i mean i'm thinking even classic disney animators probably had a team of people to share the load so they probably didn't do the whole thing so you probably set world records for this honestly like yeah. so, but do you know what it's made me really respect animations now so cool even game development so now when um like when they talk about graphics and and how real things look i'm just like i i do sit there thinking wow well, how did they develop the technology that to go from Pong to this, you mm. know, this, how did they get the art like this so well, like obviously they've used um, technology and digital means and whatnot and you know that's still a still a lot of work that goes into it, I imagine, because I mean I, I mean my sister used to work for a special effects company um, in London. So she she had a hand in some like Hollywood films. And like hearing her talk about, you know, there were this this team, you know, dedicated to just the lighting in a film doing various scenes, just the lighting. <laughs> and it's like, that's nuts. You know, they spend all day, every day, editing the lighting on a scene. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, like, that's such a lot of work. It's just insane, an insane amount of work. So it, I think it's the same for video games. I mean, they probably, I mean, maybe some of the more independent game companies don't have, like, a team, like a massive studio. They maybe have, like, four or five people, maybe one person. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, some of the, the bigger AAA titles, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they probably have, like, big teams working on them. And, like, the graphics probably have a similar sort of amount of work to, like, special effects in films, I imagine. Yeah, and then you've got sound effects and you've got everything else. So, you know, yeah. you, you do you do come to appreciate just everything, really. You're just like, oh, wow, okay. So, that's, yeah. that's cool. I like that it's led you to that. That's, that's, that's really cool. Really- well, it's either that or just um, cry, but <laughs> that's what I've been doing with my life. But like you said, lockdown forced us to get on with it, really, because there's nothing mm-hmm. else to do. Um, but it is exciting. It is nice to be part of, but I do want to finish it. Um, the other thing we found out what to do, uh, we, we started watching High Score on Netflix. Oh, yeah, cool. What did you think of that? I really like it. Like, it feels like I'm going through, like, it's, it's like... Um, I've had to pay attention and watch it. I, I, I don't. Mm. I, I've, I've made sure that it's the time when I'm actually watching it and concentrating on it. So, yes. There's a so, lot of information in there. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I love the fact that um, with the RPGs, Raj, that were, were made by a was it a female? I know, and it, yeah. but I, I know I shouldn't. But I found it backwards saying that. But it was like at a time when you didn't expect girls to be involved in the whole production of video games. Mm. Um, yeah, Which game was that, sorry? 
Um, which one? Is the art? Is the stuff? Do you remember she made that text space game now? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, oh, gosh, what's it called? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's like the... when you play Dungeons and Dragons and she had the idea of bringing it to computer, uh, to, to uh, make it into a computer game? Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. She, all she started with was a big, massive uh, A2, A1 size of paper and lots of felt it markers. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she threw out the map of this whole gaming world from that. And I just thought, that's, that's so cool, you know, that, that you can actually develop a game from that. Because one thing I know, I'm a bit weird here. I love, if there's a clear page, I, I think as a kid as well, I'd be fascinated by a whole white page and markers and you have to yeah. go and find a page, you know? Definitely. So, you need yeah. something to run on it. <laughs> exactly. So I just loved that that's how they started. And um, so, yeah, I've been watching that. I'm on, I'm on episode... I know it's really slow, but I just really want to focus because I just think it's so cool. It is cool. I, I enjoyed it. I actually binge watched it. But um, for me, it sort of skipped over a little bit of... I, I mean, he talked a lot about Sega and Nintendo back in the day, which is great. But, um, like, I, I don't think he really talked enough about... But, you know, it's one of those things where... I, you could talk endlessly about any era of gaming, really. Like, there's been so many controversies and so many great moments and great games and things that have changed the whole industry. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I suppose they could be endless with it, really. But for me, it was good because, I mean, I enjoyed sort of, um, like, the whole Konami thing at the start and how yeah. how yeah. big they were and how much of an influence they had. And, you know, that transition from arcade gaming into, like, into your home gaming. And there's college lads who just uh, set up arcade games in the different um, yeah. university dormitories. I thought that was <laughs> they, they were like the, the first modders, really. Like they took this, the, the, the normal game, the vanilla game, and just added their own bits onto it and just made it harder or added levels and added bits. How cool is that? Exactly. I just thought that was amazing. And, you know, they're like, I'm sure back in the day they were considered geeks, but they're rock stars. I mean, that's just wicked what they did. But. <laughs> They probably still are considered geeks now. God bless them. Like not in a bad way, but like they were programmers from like MIT, was it? Some big American yeah. university. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's cool. I'm glad you're watching that. Glad you're enjoying it. And other than that, um I suppose lockdown tip, me and Raj figured out how to reuse curry sauce. Reuse it? Yeah, so um Raj when he makes curry sauce, um he'll basically really take time on the onions. So when I used to make it, I was told, no, I'm not cooking the onions enough for you. You've probably heard <laughs> Raj's, Raj's uh, method. So the onions get fine mm. chopped. They're put in the Vitamix, which basically makes them a smooth paste. And they get cooked to the point where they're caramelized. Is that right, Raj? Mm -hmm. And to think about how much effort goes into the sauce, the onions alone take that long. Mm. And I think we made a chicken curry. Is that right? Yeah? Then, then mm -hmm. we... And we noticed every time you have chicken curry, you, you eat the chicken pieces and then you've got loads of sauce left. And I thought, I'm not throwing this sauce away. Mm -hmm. There's so much work into it. And then we, <laughs> we reused it for chicken breast uh, later on in that week. I know. So, That's uh, well cool. It, it works. So, um, yeah, I know probably people have been doing this for ages. <laughs> well, I found disgusting thinking I'm using old chicken sauce, but you know, we made sure it was in a, the right time. But, yeah, we just... Yeah, stopping food wastage. Yeah, definitely. It's just the effort that went into it, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Indian food is like that. I think you can sort of throw it together a little bit, but I think 
when it's done particularly well like it, it does take a lot of time to um i know how my mom used to make it for instance that was like a half a day thing like to really cook it and i, I don't know how i don't know why but uh yeah so i, I can appreciate you not wanting to waste that <laughs> the heart and soul into it like when raj does it he puts all his love heart soul you know <laughs> his sweat and his tears he sings yeah. to it exactly and and you know i'm not going to love the love yeah okay yeah. Uh, that's pretty much me raj how have you been well, um, I think mine is um, um, it's more to do with everyone. I think we've all uh, participated in stuff that we don't. I just, I just think you guys have forgotten. See, I'm, 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 I'm storytelling. Okay, remind us, man, remind us. So, initially, before we, the, uh, this is just probably after the last podcast, we started basketball. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, of course. Yeah, of course. How, how can you forget basketball? How can we forget that? Yeah, we started basketball, and the first one was we we did was uh, me. Uh, well, there were six of us. Do you remember? Because Rosie came. Yes. And Rosie's um, sister and her now fiance. Because in between that time, he's got engaged. They've they've got engaged. Congratulations! Yeah, congratulations! Uh, I think it's Natalie, isn't it? Natalie and Jack, wasn't it? Yeah. Natalie and Jack. Indeed. Jack, Jack did say he was going to start listening to our podcast. Yeah. He's awesome, dude. So, congrats, Jack. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, we went to, it, it was daylight at that time. So it was still summer, wasn't it, now? Yes, it was. Well, it, was, it, was it was really hot and it was it was gorgeous days. Definitely. So I think Sam, uh, he also played as well. He had a thumb, yeah. thumb injury, didn't he? Yeah, Sam played as well. There were seven of us that time. And he's injured his thumb ever since. So he's a plastic surgeon, so I'm sure he can put it back together if he needs to. So, yeah. <laughs> he after that because he needs yeah. his hands. Yeah, it's going to jeopardize his whole career. Yeah. Whole exactly. rest, like game of basketball in it, like exactly. somewhere in Birmingham. <laughs> yeah, so after that, we ended up going, because uh, Sam went home. He says he needs to go home and tend to his thumb or his finger or whatever. whatever <laughs> Why did you say that? Whatever part of his anatomy <laughs> was affected, yeah. So, <laughs> What? No, you know, you tell me this is the injury, right? It's gonna sound horrendous. I think it was the forefinger on the left hand. I think left hand or the right hand. Left hand. So what happened is, the, imagine your forefinger there, and the ball bounced down, and it bounced up, and it bounced where the right into the tip of the finger, pushing it right back into the hand. Mm. You know, so it, and that felt really. It did, yes, yeah, so it didn't bend it back or forward. It just really pushed it, and really. I I think he said he dislocated actually. Like, I remember sort of asking him, "You're right," kind of thing, and he's like, "Yeah, I think he just dislocated." Like he said, and then he was trying to like bend it to make sure it was okay. So, yeah, I mean that takes some cojones, doesn't it, to like reconnect your finger there and then? Like, I got he is like Chuck Norris, honestly. What's your nickname for him? Oh, um, Chaco Chaco Norris. <laughs> Samuel Chaco George, so Chaco Norris. Chaco, Chaco. Chaco. What a legend that guy is, man. So, yeah. So, um, that was basketball. And then straight after that, because the lockdown had eased at that time, we were allowed to go to restaurants uh, from from (laughs) household during that time. (laughs) So, so we all went to Jalabi's, uh, which is like an Indian restaurant near us. Jalabi's. Yeah, do you remember now? Oh, yes, I do remember. Yeah, yeah, right by your house. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 
So uh, we went, we went up there and uh, we had food and it was sort of social distancing, wasn't it? Uh, I can't remember. I was sat right next to you, mate. <laughs> no, we were all right. Because we, we, I think, oh, I, can't, I can't even remember the rules that day. Such no. a it was brilliant like, that day. So imagine we, there was, it was you, me, Nell, Jack, Rosie and uh, Natalie, right? So we all played, and, and Sam was there as well. We all played and we sweated hardcore, right? <laughs> then, and then Demlot insisted that, because we were in Solihull, they're in Harborn, they said, okay, we're going to go back to Rosie's. Then three all showered up, and then us three just stayed downstairs rago. Sam just went home because he had other things to get on with. But yeah, and it was quite funny that when we went to a restaurant, they're all showered and dressed up, and we're all in our basketball gear, really stinking ourselves up. And um, we did kind of, we went to Jalabi's near our house and then me and Raj did consider, shall we just go home quickly scrub up and then now would have been so <laughs> harsh. Like you just found me on the street somewhere. Like I'm just there, like fully sweated up in my shorts and a t-shirt. Like, you know, you guys are there in like smart casual gear and like that would have been terrible. That would have been a nightmare. I would have waited outside for you. <laughs> but yeah, it was quite fun how we all just um, did that um yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Uh, that, that was a funny evening i think it was it was good we all hobbled out of the restaurant because by then our ankles were all sore yeah we were limping out of the this is the first time we've done any vigorous exercise for like months wasn't it yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, at least months isn't it it's like yeah yeah good. absolutely yeah so we went to the restaurant we all i got given the wrong food well make the food got mixed up so someone had my dish <laughs> Which was slightly better than the other, the other dish, but I didn't want to because there were guests there, like Natalie. <laughs> How do you remember this? I, I remember that happened now that you say it, but yeah, I don't remember this. Yeah, because yeah, it was a traumatic experience, and then <laughs> left over with another. Oh, this is all. all right. So I, I I got done with the food, but I didn't mention anything of it. But now I'm mentioning it public because. <laughs> it's like something that's been you've been carrying for like how many months? <laughs> I, think, I think people will understand if you tell them what you ordered and what the other person. Yeah, ordered. so they ordered like it's just a chicken garlic dish. I ordered like the mix, but it had prawns in there, it had <laughs> lamb in there, it had mushrooms in there, it had chicken in there. So everything was in there. So all I got was a little bit of chicken and garlic. Oh, that's so sad. Exactly. <laughs> You watched them eat it going, oh, this is rather nice. Yeah, watching them eat your yeah, broth. I, I don't think beef and stuff, but oh, it's lovely. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, because that's my dish. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Rosie actually knows what happened. No, it's just, so, so when she watches it. So if she actually listens, yeah. we're going to know that she listens to her podcast if she Yeah, if you mentions it. Did Rosie eat your prawns? <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, Rosie, wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I didn't want to mention, because I was kind and stuff, so I didn't want to mention. And also, they already stuck their yeah. food in it, so. That's why her favourite film is The Prawn Supremacy. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah, so that, that was that day. Then, so we've had a bit of a, so in between that, like, I think there was an ease on the lockdown, wasn't there? There was a period. Mm, yeah. In between that, we've had, like, little bits of get-togethers and stuff. So the other, uh, I, uh, I'm still working from home yet, so that's my work bit. Still, I think until the, at least the end of the year. Mm. Home, yeah, that's that. 
Um, we also had Rose's birthday, so we we ended up um, yeah. celebrating Rose's birthday, and um, we went to the shop and bought a, we bought a Super Mario cake. Oh yes. Okay, see how you're all remembering now. Man, that's how have I forgotten that? That's crazy. I think it's because we we talk every day on our WhatsApp group, and we meet each other every week, so this feels ancient, doesn't it? Yeah, it but does. that's the story, like, isn't it? Like this is yeah. part of the what's happened. So we bought us. This is a video game related as well because Rose is <laughs> playing uh, video games now. So she's played uh, Mario Kart. She's played uh, um, Knowledge of Power. She uh, beat yeah, she beat Nelson with your help, you fiends. Yeah. <laughs> Still not happy about that. <laughs> She's a new champion. Yeah, so we bought her a cake, but I also bought her a uh, Thornton's heavy triple chocolate cake as well. Which yeah. I, it was good. I didn't have any. Yeah. I love that. It was very good, very chocolatey. Could be a bit more moist, but still lovely. Yeah. Everyone that... loved the Super Mario cake, though. i got to say, you chose well, Raj. Yeah, Mario cake. So that yeah. was that. And we ate... What did we eat that day? We went out. We went to Dosa Village. Oh, yeah, we went to Dosa Village, yeah. Oh, yes. And we played a... a, a what's it called? Um, Charades. Yeah, Charades. Oh, yes. Man, that was so much fun. Yeah, and they cheated because... <laughs> we, we what 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 we said with teenage we said turtles like the film turtles or teenage mutant, mutant turtles and what what Rosie wanted was teenage mutant ninja turtles. No, so that's how that's how that's how pedantic they were. Funny, funny. <laughs> now imagine. So you know, one of you is drawing up a drawer turtle that had the whole you know outfit and everything. And it was the answer on the paper was teenage mutant ninja turtles, but this is how you gave the answer. Teenage, mutant, ninja. <laughs> no, we didn't get ninja. That's what we didn't think. Yeah, we didn't get it. So you go, no, you got to say the exact word. Because Raj, you were drawing, weren't you? And I was trying to guess because you and I were on a team. And like, yeah. I remember you drew really well. And I was like, that's got to be turtles. But like, and I, I said turtles like three times, and it was not that. And like, you were looking at me expectantly, like, you know, can you say the whole thing? Or like, you know, can you like? Yes, you're almost there. Go on. And I'm like, what was it like? I don't know, Tales in Time? What What was that game from like 1992? I can't remember. So, yeah. No, you said Teenage Mutant Turtles, but you didn't say Ninja Turtles. You're kidding me. Yeah, that, you, you missed one of the words out. That's what that's oh, what. And they didn't give us the points for that. Exactly, yeah. Well, think about it. Teenage Mutant Turtles. How petty very, is that? Teenage that Mutant is, Turtles are very different to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You could have Teenage <laughs> Mutant Jiu-Jitsu Turtles. <laughs> you could have Teenage Mutant Kung Fu Turtles or Teenage Mutant Baker Turtles. You know, different. Oh, you could have Baker Turtles, I suppose. <laughs> it matters. It does. Terrible, isn't it? No. That is shocking. Rubes, if there was another cartoon that was Teenage Mutant baker turtles then sure that'd be a valid point but there isn't there's only one cartoon involving turtles so if i say turtles then that's what you know everyone thinks of that show there could be teenage mutant baker turtles in other countries and other parts of the world that we don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we need to google that <laughs> anyway yeah yeah so that was that then um then recently we changed this is just last week we're still allowed to, apparently, uh, we changed to badminton, didn't we? Yes, because the place where we played ba uh, basketball was getting too dark. Okay. So last time we tried to play, it was already sort of really, really dark and none of us could see anything. And you like, were in the dark, though. Pardon? 
We all played very well in the dark. We played better than we normally play. <laughs> yeah, so we played badminton last week, and it was good fun, wasn't it? Um, well, me and I got there earlier, and then you were like, right, I'm going to play with my left hand. And he's like, ah, <laughs> uh, uh, right, uh, won the point against you, like, no, he won the game against you, like, with his left hand. Yeah, the thing is, it's so annoying because, like, Raj has got long limbs, right? So, you know, but you just have to stand in one place and use them. No, I was just trying to make the game a bit fairer, wasn't it? Because you guys were losing, thought, thought, let me swap my hand and see if I can beat you with my left hand. So, at least it's a bit fairer. And then I won. I was constantly getting taunted. Then you and Rosie arrived, Nell. And then um, I think all of us were getting taunted by Raj at one point. And then Nelson ended up beating us. Yeah, Nelson beat us all. Because that's what Nelson does in every game in the world. (laughs) I uh, wish, man. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that was badminton. Then the other thing I want to discuss, which is slightly gaming related, before I move on to what we've played, is uh, two things. I've got my PS5 pre-order. Managed yes. to get. Nice. Well, yeah, PS5 pre-order. And the way I got that was on the second batch of pre-orders because initially there was a massive botch, botch up with the, uh, with the pre-orders for both the Xbox and the PlayStation when it was announced and um so there was they were just supposed to especially the playstation they were supposed to say okay the pre-order is going to be live tomorrow or the or tomorrow or the day after or something mm. uh retailers just just they went live this very same night oh i see oh and gosh they went live and then just all the websites crashed and whatnot and then mm. there was a game announcement uh, i think there was an announcement that uh, one one of the other dates is going to be a pre-order part uh, early in the morning or, or late l- l- late morning, sorry. So I was on from seven o'clock. So while I was working, I was just hitting the refresh button. So I was at mm-hmm. work anyway. I was just hitting the refresh button in the background. Yeah. I just just check it every every, every so often. And uh, on, on three websites, I had Smith's website, Corey's <laughs> website, and I had the game website. Oh, wow, no way. Just, just refreshing them every like half an hour or so just to see. And the thing with the game website it had like an hour. It was a queue each time you think about it. I had it on my phone as well. No way. Double tracked like on my phone. Uh, so there's a queue, and there's a so you are in a queue now. And then then when you're in the queue, you you can see that you can see the store. But to even access the website, you have to go through a queue. Oh my gosh, that's nuts. Super nuts. So I just had that in the background when <clears> I'm working. Um, so uh, uh, um, I was doing that, and and um, um, yeah, so so I was doing that, and then eventually. I managed. I managed to get it uh, in the game one. I managed to get the Smiths one and the Curry's one. I was in another queue when Dude, it came. No way! Oh, you should. Sorry. I was gonna say you should have bought them and then like sold them on. <laughs> I was trying to. No, I, I, I didn't want to do that. Would be fair. Right? <laughs> but I was. I, I was. Um, um, what, what I was gonna do was I was gonna. Initially, I wanted to get the game one so I can I can give all my consoles and exchange it. For, for the value because it worked out roughly the same as the PlayStation. So uh, the PS4 Pro um, had the original Xbox and the PSVR, and it was going to equal to about 400 quid altogether. Right. But things didn't work out that way anyway. But but, but, but but let me carry on with the story. So what happened was the Smiths website, it was in the basket. The game right. one was in the basket, but the game one kept, kept, kept it's, uh, every time I said there was unknown error, unknown error, like, you oh, know, no. things were crashing. But the Smiths one was in the basket, but it kept loading. Even though it was in the basket, I had it in the basket, so I thought, looks like the Smiths one's going to go through. Yeah. Right? So, Smiths one, um, it was in the basket, but it was not unknown. It was loading, even though it said 
this is in the basket now. So when I went to check, sorry, the checkout, the checkout button stopped working. Oh, that's horrible. That is horrible. After waiting that long. Right. It's in the basket. The checkout button wouldn't work. So I thought, why is it not working? The checkout actual, it just physically wouldn't work. Mm. So um, meanwhile, the game won. It was, uh, I was in my basket. And so, uh, sorry, I just kept refreshing the, the, the page, even though it said Honorera. And then I managed to get it through. Right? Man. And as I'm getting that through, that's gone through. But there's a, there's a horrible £10 delivery charge from game. Which is oh, that's pathetic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm yeah. not impressed with game at all, man. I mean, uh, you and I have been talking about this, like this whole. I'm going to mention that straight uh, after the Xbox bit. Yeah, sorry, carry on. Yeah, sorry. You jump in then. So yeah, so um, then uh, yeah, so uh, the game one's gone through. Go back to the Smiths website. Oh, there's nothing in your basket in there anymore. Oh, Everything's sold. sold out. So how can it be in your basket? And then. Do you know what I mean? That's terrible as well. Yeah, it's, you know, I don't know. It's bad design. You know, or, I don't yeah, know. It's, 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 normally something in your basket, they, they don't just chuck it out of your basket. That means it's reserved for you. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, so we thought. Yeah, so we thought. Uh, yes, so that was that one. Then uh, the all access thing, the other day I tried it. Well, first Xbox is sold out. Mm. And the other day I managed to get one in my basket. No, what happened first? It said they're in stock. So. Okay. You pre-order. I press the pre-order button. Oh, this product is currently sold out. Uh, so I tried again because I heard that people were turning their, their Xboxes and there's a slim chance that you might be able to get an all access. And we announced that the all access thing where you pay, I think, £25 a month. We did it last, last year, didn't we now? Yeah, last November we started the subscription thing with, uh, with Game, the store. And I think in the US that's the same company as GameStop, I think. But um, yeah, they had this uh, tie-in with Microsoft where uh, you can do the subscription. You get um, Xbox All Access, so Game Pass, uh, you know, for two years, as well as paying towards your new console when it comes out. So that's for the Xbox Series X. So I mean, I don't know. Mistakenly, I would have assumed that that puts you down as a pre-order because you've been paying twenty-five pound a month for a year. Um, you know, if if like you know, if they had consoles now and I went to pre-order one, just like out of nowhere, you know, just another customer. It would be like twenty pound for a pre-order. So you have to pay twenty pounds, and that's your pre-order. So that when it releases on the day, you can come back into the the shop and just say, "Hey, here's my pre-order receipt. Can I buy the console from you?" So I didn't understand because, like, what game were telling me was that first of all they had all these mixed messages. They were saying, "Oh yeah, your your Xbox All Access counts as a pre-order. So all you have to do is go into the store, pick up a receipt, and then." you've got one sort of guaranteed. So I went into the store and, you know, uh, spoke to the guys there and uh, no, sorry, it doesn't work like that. So that was a mix up between Twitter support and the actual store. And they were saying that you have to secure a pre-order. So you have to just like be in that lottery, that melee and try and, you know, <laughs> catch one off the website or something, uh, which I just thought was ridiculous because why have I been paying 25 pound a month if they can't even put me down for a pre-order? Like that's really bad. So to be honest, it's kind of turned me off a little bit. I'm quite annoyed at game about it, and I, I would definitely never do anything from game again, mm. like because that's that's like really badly organised. It ruins the shopper experience. Like you know, you just get excited about something, and that frustration comes with it. It's like oh, that's yeah, it, it, it feels like they've sort of changed the rules a little bit, and I, I do feel a little bit ripped off because you know I've been under the pretense that you know I've been paying twenty five pound a month for a year. So 
that's going to go towards this new console when it drops. Like, why? Why? Yeah, I can't think of a reason why that wouldn't be counted as a pre-order. Like, I've paid more than people who have pre-ordered one have paid, so <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, not not best pleased with game really. And to be honest, I've just I've cooled on it a little bit, so I was really hyped for the Xbox Series X, but now I'm just like meh. When it comes out, I'll get one. You know, like yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, and that's a bit disappointing as well, because, you know, you want to be excited for it, but, yeah. Yeah, exactly, I agree with you now, and, and it's like, uh, I think it partially marks off what was up, because they haven't made it very clear, even when you go onto the, the, their website and you look at all access upgrade options, it's not it's not exactly clear. No, it's not, you're uh, right. So, uh, uh, but anyway, uh, uh, back to that, I did try and pre-order one, so I had one in the basket, somehow, I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> right. As soon as you apply for the upgrade, the upgrade bit chucks whatever's in your basket. It says you can't actually keep anything in your basket while you're doing this process. <laughs> so it's checked it out. So this is that Klarna Finance bit? Yeah, so the Klarna Finance bit, part of game, the web game website. So as it, if it's in your basket, you, have to, you can't have that in your basket. Gosh. So I thought, yeah. Oh, that's so annoying. Like, what are you meant to do? <laughs> so, I thought, let me just apply for the thing anyway, upgrade and stuff. But guess what? For some reason, now this is my problem with Klarna now. So my thing kept getting declined. My application upgrade, my credit credit check kept declined. Oh, Why is this getting declined for? Because I'm already paying with them, upgrading, and now haven't missed one payment. I paid not only on time, sometimes I just play early just because I thought, let's just get it out or we're done with sort of thing. Sure. So I've been paying early. So That's not even on time. Yeah. And yeah. Then I thought, okay, let me check my credit rating. Has something happened to my credit rating? So I I access the same credit agencies that they work, that, that they use. And guess what? My credit rating sky high. Like Experian was 999, the, the one most you can get. Oh my gosh. That's so, ridiculous. Like, what, what, how could it possibly fail? Like, yeah. So I can't explain why. And I, and I just, I, I couldn't be bothered after the thought. Exactly. I discussed it with you. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to buy cash when it comes. It's, it's so annoying. Like, and, you know, it, it's left me with that. Like, I, I, I said, you and I had this conversation. Like, if I could get a refund from game, I would do because I'm that sort of cheesed off with it. Like, the whole thing's been a joke. And I'd rather just pay up front, like, whenever, whenever the console comes out. But, I don't think you're eligible to get a refund for it because it's... Oh, no. It's like a phone contract, isn't it? It's like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, think they, I wonder if that's going to affect their fan base. That's terrible. You know? To be honest, I kind of hope it affects game more than anything because, like, uh, you know, like, there's no excuse for their staff not knowing. Like, you, I mean, I, I remember I messaged their Twitter support like a month before... Um, so okay, if, if it was due to be released in November, I must have, I must have spoke to him about September-ish, maybe something like that. So you know, about a month and a half before, and just said, "What's the sketch? You know, what do I need to do?" And they had no idea, and they just said, "Oh, just messages closer to the time," which at the time I was like, "Fair enough." You know, Microsoft haven't obviously, you know, uh, released what they need to do or anything, but just the fact that there was just no clue, <laughs> that should have warned me a little bit, really. Mm. So I think for me, I mean. Like I'm definitely not going to use game again. I remember this this whole thing reminded me how much I really disliked that shop. Like mm-hmm. this, yeah, they've never been a good sort of store to buy from, and this just cements that for me. So, nah, I'm going to stick to Amazon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so the other thing that that annoyed me with the whole pre-order, well, this is the next gen thing now, is that the games have gone up, the prices have gone up. 
Yes, that's right. Yeah, so they're, they're 70 pounds now. Yeah, 70 quid. I, I don't know about the, how much the Xbox ones are, but the PlayStation ones, some of the, they, especially if it's first party, is 70 quid. I think it'll be, it, it, it's across gaming, isn't it? So that's like, um, it's not just PlayStation, it's Nintendo, uh, Microsoft, it's all of them. That's the but price of games now. That because they're not offering a next gen experience, are they? Uh, well, I mean, their games are overpriced anyway. (laughs) They are overpriced, but normally they're like 40, you can get, you can pick one for 40 quid, the cartridge and whatnot, 40 quid. Do you know what I mean? And they should, they should stick to that because they're not next gen with all due respect. They're not, they're not next gen at all. And I've been consistently sort of, I'm going to be a bit controversial, but I've been sort of consistently underwhelmed by Switch games that I've got. So, I mean, I, I would hate to pay £70 for a Switch game. That would be nuts. <laughs> I would rather put that money towards a ticket to Japan and throw that Switch at some like, developer. <laughs> like, have that back, mate. But no, yeah, 70 quid is a lot of money, man. And to be, I think this is where Microsoft have been clever because with their Game Pass subscription um, and with so many of their big titles coming out on Game Pass it sort of gets around that for people like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that i won't have to pay 70 squid for a game because um yeah. it's going to be most likely dropping on game pass so but for you know i, I don't know it, it's a it's a bad precedent really yeah so but like initially i was i was going all digital with my games wasn't i like remember before but now i've taken a u-turn on that because of the price of the games yeah so because if you order straight off the PlayStation Store or or, or like the Xbox Store or whatever, if you try to buy the game, it's that price, like sixty quid or seventy quid. Yeah, the game. So what I ended up doing, um, I ended up uh, pre-ordering my game. So I managed to get Spider-Man Ultimate Edition mm-hmm. for sixty-five. But that's like two games. That is, that's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and and a remastered version of the original Spider-Man. Okay. Sounds yeah, because they were amongst my favourite games on, on Spider-Man. I mean, the, the game on the PlayStation 4 was like was like fantastic. Just like really, really amazing. Mm. Like the amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it wasn't sensational. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so um, that was... Sorry, we left you at the conversation. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, so the, that was the game prices and I managed to get... Um, uh, the what's the other one? Cyberpunk, twenty seven seven. Oh, Cyberpunk, right? Yeah, so that that for forty five. So that would have been about fifty fifty five. I think it was fifty five quid on the on the PlayStation Store. Mm. Did you buy? Have you bought that? Pre ordered it for the new console, or have you got that for the current one? It's it's they it's a free upgrade anyway. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's free upgrade, but I think the upgrades you, even it's you can play it on the PlayStation Five because of backward uh, uh, compatibility. But mm-hmm. I think the um, upgrade features like the graphics and stuff like and the and the, and the frame rate and stuff are not going to happen until probably next year. But the game's been delayed again. Yes, that's right. It's December now, isn't it? December second, tenth, tenth. Okay. Uh, I mean, that that just if I may, just going back to that the cost of uh, games now. I mean. From Microsoft's point of view, like, like they're almost sort of putting the blanket over it with um, the Game Pass subscription service, which is excellent. But like, I remember reading somewhere. I don't know the full stats now. I wish I had done. But um, Game Pass has been so wildly successful. Like they're making like a lot of money from that. It's it's a huge source of revenue. So they don't actually need to put the price of games up. And you know they've said, oh, you know it helps developers and all this, but 
actually they're making money more money than they had been previously through services like Game Pass. So it just it just smells a little bit of uh, squeezing people. And I heard that they're lost Game Passes. Really? Yeah, I heard that that Game Pass service, is, but Microsoft can afford to do that because it's Microsoft. I heard that, I heard that they're making no, a lot of money. So I think they make a loss on Xbox generally. No, on the Game Pass. Okay, no, I've not heard that. I, I, I know that. I know that they don't make um, because, as you said, because they, they can absorb their loss because they're Microsoft and they make so much money elsewhere in all their IT structure. But um, like, I'd, I'd I'd read the opposite to be honest. I'd read that um, Game Pass has like just been such a wild success for them that um, you no, know, like, best in terms of like subscription numbers. Like this, it's massive in terms of that, and it's been yeah. really, really, really well received. But in terms of making a profit, I had in a loss. The, yeah, they probably are, but yeah. like they, they're still going to be making more money than they were previously. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. do, do you see what I mean? So they don't need to put the price of games up because their Game Pass is doing well. It's doing so well. So mm. I don't know. It doesn't doesn't sit well, really. Mm. Yeah, so anyway, that that, that that was that. What was I saying about grain prices? And yeah, so that's that. I think the other thing, I think there's one other thing that uh, I was going to mention about the Game Pass or Xbox or something. But I can't remember now. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, so what uh, should we go on to what we've been playing then? Or uh, who wants to go for? Um, mine's pretty short. Shall I go? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so I. I know mine's. I've not played much. I uh, want to hear about this, Larus, because you've been you've been teasing us about <laughs> one particular game that we've been trying to get you to play since this podcast started. <laughs> so finally, we get to hear what you think. I'll keep that for the last one, but yeah. Okay. I've played two games. I played Broforce on hard. Nice. It is hard. Can't really say anything else, but it's. Is it's, it actually hard for you, or because uh, you're like this is again where you? Earned the nickname the Spider Monkey because you just waltzed through that game with not a care in the world, and just made it look ridiculously easy. <laughs> I think this time I didn't want a Spider Monkey, and I wanted to savor every bit of <laughs> level. I really wanted to just uh, explore a little bit, take my time on it, shoot as many people as I could, and I mean, still very satisfying. You know, it makes lovely loud noises, quite comical. You still find it funny. <laughs> um, I've got. A- <laughs> The second, because I'm playing it more now, like the second, the second time, I've noticed more characters that I didn't notice before. Um, I don't know their names again, but it's just, I thought, oh, what did, why didn't I notice you before? Um, but yeah, they're in there. Yeah, I know, I wish I could name them, but yeah. It is um, such a great game, isn't it? Broforce, is just brilliant, endless fun. It's just such a stress reliever. It's the type of game where, like, you know, when I'm not doing Rod's video, I'm just sat on the floor, the dog fell up on me, and, you know, I can just go bang, bang, bang. Not- <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Broforce. Right, Skyrim, the one that you two have both wanted me to play for ages. Yes, finally. Tell us, Roots. So, what i done was now I've passed the demo, I believe, right? Is that right? Not the demo, the, the, in- the in- intro tutorial. It's going to use the toilet while we was talking. Okay. Uh, so, right off, off to, to Luke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, are you sure you don't want to be here, Raj? For what no, it's okay. I suppose Raj knows how I feel about um, the game because he watched me, laughed at me, and you know. Uh, <laughs> so it's probably very good that he's not here when I'm talking about it because <laughs> he won't let me express my pain. He'll just just. 
you know. But anyway, um, I'm the reptile bloke. I think I'm a bloke. I must be a bloke. And um, yeah, so the first bit where you're having to follow this dude about and that big dragon thing comes and, you know, blasts everything, you know, I'm past that bit now. And now I get to wander the whole open world. For a while I had to follow that dude or he kept following me and, you know, then there was bits where I had to, I was required to talk to him. <laughs> um, you know, he, yeah, and he'd be saying stuff to me, but I was, I was there thinking, do I actually have to listen to what you're saying and take it in? Where is it? Is it going to affect future decisions? Um, mm. so, you know, I, I tried my best to get rid of him because I'm a reptile. I can just jump in the river and swim away. Um, <laughs> I know, that didn't deter him. He just waited. For me, uh, you know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I thought, okay, the game's not going to start unless I have to just completely you know, let him follow me or whatever or whatever, you know. Mm. And then eventually he said, right, you go your way, I'll go my way, we did. And I thought, oh, thank goodness. You eventually got the hint then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it's like, okay, now I'm starting to do my own thing. Right back now, okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm starting to do my own thing. And um, I went to this village and um, actually, no, by, the, by this point, I'm, a, I'm an expert lock picker or I've started lock picking. Um, so that's one of my powers. I'm also, I've also touched one of them totem thingies, which makes me a mage or... Okay, yeah, yeah. One of the uh, spirit stones or whatever they're called. Yeah. But then I, <laughs> then I went back and touched the other two as well, and I thought, okay. So I noticed you can only be one of those things. Mm, um, that's right. I think I ended up a mage one, I'm not sure. And then, anyway, so I went to a village, and in the village I got these missions while I was while someone was chatting to me, there were some chickens running about, and they were running about stray. So I, I just I just wanted to like you know see what happens. Can I stand for a minute? <laughs> what can my character actually do? How free am I to move in this? I somewhat ate it, or I scooped out its innards from what it's you, can, you can do that. You can scoop out a chicken's innards. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think maybe it's to do with my character. I don't know the way it came across. It said something like, "Right, um, I've I've." I've hit it, and I, then, it, then it gave me an option of uh, remove it for or something. The way it's, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, and right. then I removed Chicken it. meat, yeah. Yeah, I removed it for and then there was still something there left of it, whatever. <laughs> and then, yeah, so then I was given a miss mission to go and tell this bloke about something. And then when I went to the bloke's house, he started beating me up. <laughs> Are beating me, and then, uh, then you know, I'm just like, right, okay, I'm just gonna fight back, you know. That must have been quite confusing, though. Like, why is this guy randomly attacking me? Yeah, then I found out it's because um, I that was one of his chickens. But I'm like, if you want people <laughs> to eat, eat your chickens, then why are you leaving them out? And, um, <laughs> yeah, and then the game was like, okay, you have to go this way to complete this mission. Then you have to do that one. But I just ended up just swimming away because they were beating me up. They were horribly violent, and um, you know, there was no there was no room to talk to them because I thought. The fact that the game made me develop the skill of talking, like, you know, that first dude uh, who followed me around and wouldn't leave me alone, I, I, had to, I just kept pressing the talk button or converse <laughs> or whatever. Uh, yeah, so I thought by now maybe my skills for talking would help me talk me out of it, but no, I couldn't talk to these people, they just started hitting me. Oh, man. Uh, so I started to hit them back, and then I died once, started again. Um, I'm... I'm enjoying the swimming bit because I get to swim away from things. My character can go against the waterfall, which is great. <laughs> I love the graphics of being underneath the water and everything. But I'm not, 
I have, I'm not, I'm not really glued to the game yet or engrossed. I just found that because I, I think one, the 3D element of moving, two, the fact that you have to stop, figure out what to do. Like, you know, when they, they started beating me, just to turn around and open the door was such a faff in itself. Yeah, that, that'll come to you, though. Like, I mean, yeah. like I've often said about my sister, I mean, Skyrim was the first game that she played, like, of any game, really. So it was a steep learning curve. Like, I remember there's a uh, cave, uh, one particular mission where there's these giant spiders, and um, they're horrendous to look at. Like, they're really realistic. So, like, she was freaking out and using the wrong stick. So one stick moves and one stick looks, doesn't it? So you can look around with one stick and you can run and move in different directions. So she was using the wrong stick. So she was just standing there spinning around, like, from left to right while she's trying to run away. And then that panic comes in. But it comes to you, you know, you get used to moving and you get used to And before you know it, that won't be an issue. So I would so humbly recommend just sticking with it because... The, the early bits are always like this, especially when you play an Elder Scrolls game for the first time. Like I remember when I played Morrowind, I was exactly the same. Rubes, I was like, "What do I do? Like, what's yeah. the point of this? Where do I go?" Like, what, yeah. you know. But ah, oh, man, it's so good because it just like your sort of natural um, inquisitiveness is going to have such a good time with this game because it rewards that. You know, like what's what's down this path, and you know, maybe I can steal that well, person's. Once you learn the physics of it. And what you can can't do. <laughs> Sorry? Can I interject? Yeah, go for it, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Ruby, yeah, you remember like last last year, was it? Or, his rock like, version of what happened. Yeah, when we first started yeah, right. that. You remember when we first started our podcast? She goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to do whatever. I, I want to do whatever I want in, sort of in a video game. And here she is doing whatever she wants. But there's always a consequence. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So we're back on morality of gaming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she's killed someone's chicken. Of course, bounty, yeah. Bounty on my bounty. So you got to pay the bounty off, then you can go and do the first mission. This is Ruby. She even messed up the first mission. Who does that? <laughs> it's so no, but come on, Skyrim's like that. It's so easily done. Like I bet so many people, the first time they played it, they ended up in jail because they kicked the chicken or they stole somebody's stuff off the table. All the shops have all the bits on the table. It's so easy to walk in and just it's one button to pick it up, and then you're in trouble. So you just have to... Yeah, but you've yeah, you got to make sure you don't get caught. Oh, no, but that's once you know the game about like getting caught and stuff. You know, we're, we're assuming that people know that. Someone must have saw you. Did you look around? I, I don't think you did. I was watching you. I did look around. You didn't. I did. You didn't. I did. Well, what stick to look around, the left or the right? She's trying to come back. See now. Right. Prove my point. <laughs> Nah, but it, it's one of those like once you know that you can sneak and how that little eye icon works, like if you're being watched or not, that that's a game changer, you know, and like that will enable you to do so much. But obviously, the first time you played it, that might not be common knowledge. So, right. yeah, but that's how you learn. I think that's how you learn the game. And... I will persevere with the game, like. But what I've been doing is, so I'll play I'll, I'll play a new game, which if I find stressful, then I'll switch to Bro Broforce. Sure. You know, sure. I, I decided to relax myself again. Mm -hmm. That's what I'll do. So, Skyrim, get stressed out, and then Broforce, get eased out. <laughs> that's what that's for us. That's the that game. And once I start to love it, which you guys are convinced I will, mm -hmm. I should to you guys know. But yeah. I really think you will love it. I think, like, I don't know anyone who, who dislikes Skyrim really. Like, just there's so much to do, and there's so many ways to do it. And, 
you know your your sort of desire to like run off and explore the world like you totally can now that you're at that village you know you don't you don't have to do the missions like I, i'm sure i just told you but you can just run off and just meet people and, and talk to people and be attacked by people and attack random people or right. you know just whatever you want it, it, there's so much to do because i can appreciate the freedom of the world they offer and be and enjoy being a reptile so <laughs> the swimming's great the swimming is quite nice yeah ruby the argonian but yeah that's me uh that's me gaming so okay raj sorry uh would you like to go next no i'll go go next because um i think ruby missed some games out of the list so okay (laughs) my game yeah again some games ruby's played but but we'll talk together because we both heard them together, um. sort of like, yeah. Anyway, so I, 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 I'm going to start off with Luigi's Mansion. Mm. So I borrowed it off my nieces and nephews, uh, well, my, off my sister's kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I borrowed it off them. And yeah, it's a really good game, really fun. Um, but I had so much to play at that time, so I didn't really sort of continue with it. I just get it back and said, hey, hey, you can have it back, guys. Because uh, I don't, I've got so much to play. I don't think I'm going to sort of get, uh, carry on with it. Sure. Uh, because um, uh, on the Switch, I also bought Mario 3D All Stars. Oh, how is that? Yeah, that's. I've already played Super Mario 64 because I'm still trying to get the stars with that. So uh, that's why I left Luigi's Mansion. But let me talk a bit, a bit more about Luigi's Mansion. You start off in uh, uh, like a hotel who's gone on a holiday and. You basically, uh, the, the, the the concept of it is everyone gets locked up in these paintings uh, by this, 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 um, uh, I can best describe it as like a witch or a spectre lady. It was a sort witch. Of thing. Yeah. Was a witch. And you get locked up in there and then she's, she's, um, uh, all the, basically all the buttons of the lift are gone. So each, on each uh, 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 level of, of uh, on each floor of the hotel that you're in, you have to get the buttons so you have to beat a boss, like a ghost boss. Each each boss is like typically Nintendo, uh, really inventive, really creative. So each boss has got their own little skill. Or, mm-hmm. And it's, it's something that, it's stuff that we wouldn't think of, but Nintendo do. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know I mean now? Like, sort of, if you think that, okay, so how are you going to make this boss more different from the last one? And Nintendo do that so well. That's true. That's true. It's always inventive somehow. It's always. It's, oh, wow. I didn't think of that, you know, and, and this is, this is where you got to kill that boss, and you couldn't do that. There's lots of locked areas and sealed areas, which is like, it's only if you get this, then you can go open that. Then you, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a typical Nintendo game, but it's nice and linear as well at the same time. You know when you're on a break from um, uh, open world games? Yes, yeah. Yeah. So You just want to play something that you can just, just go through bit by bit. Exactly, yeah. It's quite ingenious as well. There's a lot of... It's, it's, it's highly recommended. As I said, the only reason I stopped playing it because I thought I've got 3D All Stars, so I'm going to give that a go instead. So I'm playing uh, Super Mario 64, which is awesome. Oh, Ruth played this with me, but she got fed up. Oh yeah, really? Got fed up for that? Yes. I remember running up this hill and I had to beat the Koopa thing. Yes. And, um... Oh, the race. Yeah, yeah, the first one. The first one now. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I just found the 3D movement pain that was it you know rubes i can understand that because i mean we all sort of went through that didn't we Raj? i mean when we first played like mario 64 that was the first sort of big 3d game that a lot of people had played um, I, didn't, pardon? I didn't go through like 
okay. sort of any any nervous any negative reaction. When I first <laughs> Mario sixty four brought you on launch day and everything, yeah. my mum brought me at that time. That was like I was like, wow, this is like phenomenal. Yeah, same. <laughs> that was it was, yeah. There was no negative experience at all. I thought, how sort of Nintendo pulled this off, and that was like the best game ever. Yeah, no, it, I think it it might still be up there for me. It's one of my favorite ever games. Um, but I just mean like I think some I didn't really struggle with it, but I can imagine some people struggling from that transition from two D to three D. I, I I don't know. I'm, I may be imagining that, but I just. When you're side scrolling, you just press one button and all you have to concentrate on is jump, up, down, react. Whereas when you're 3D moving, moving, you know what I mean? You've got an extra dimension that you have to think about. So it adds more demand. I think it's just me personally. So yeah, you guys seem to enjoy the challenge that an extra demand. I think we're just used to it, Rubes, because obviously like we were teenagers when the N64 came out and like we're so used to that, uh, we, we just take for granted now. When you're younger, aren't you? Of new technology. Yeah, you accept it easier. Yeah, yeah. Sure. You're more receptive of new technology, and you take to it a lot, uh, sort of a lot easier when you when you're younger as well. I think that makes. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't play many 3D games. I've always been a side scroller when I was younger. Mm. Street Fighter, all the Nintendo games, Super Mario, all of the games, Final Fight, all of them were side scrollers actually, mm. and mm. apart from. Some racing games, you know, which gave me that. But even those weren't really 3D, were they? I mean, yeah, they were sort of like racing into the screen, really. Yeah, yeah which is this side or that side, and make sure you're in the middle of the track kind of thing. Yeah. So I think I think you're right in that respect because you guys got used to it when you were young. Because mm. even now, my my the games that I like are Shovel Knight, you know, or Broken. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. High <laughs> scrollers, aren't they? You know. All the retro games. Yeah, so um, I think you're up. when you're ready for your personal 3D revolution to happen. Then, man, there's so many games that we have to show you. <laughs> it's just yeah. Actually, 3D game I did like was um, Don't Starve Together. That wasn't 3D. That was isometric. Right. Yeah. Okay. Wait, well, it's, it's out. It's outside scrolling. But then, even then, I just wandered off. <laughs> yeah so yeah so that was uh, super mario 3d also I, was, I, I what can i say about the mario games the the 3d ones mm. they're like phenomenal uh what why i suppose what i can say the graphically the hd lot like, sort of uh, uh, graphical um what, what word i'm looking for graphical upgrade yeah it, it makes it really nice um oh, the only qualm about it sorry what i say now Oh, just sorry. I was just saying. Oh man, that looks so good. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's all right. Um, uh, um, I think you have to play it on the proper TV though. Now, not not on yeah. the little switch. Yes, the light. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 to be honest, I hardly play on, on my little the uh, portable. It's a great. It's a great function. Like, say I'm going and sort of uh, traveling somewhere, then it's yeah. fantastic to have with you. Yeah. You know, but that's that's it. I mainly play it on the switch on a proper TV. And especially like Mario games and stuff, because you need sort of that precision. Oh man, definitely. This is why, like, I mean, you offered to lend me Zelda, and I had to turn it down because I can't imagine playing a game like that on a Switch Lite. No, doesn't make sense, does it? Like, you need a TV, like, to really play yeah. it. I might trade mine in, you know, just thinking about it. But yeah, sorry, go for it, Ranch. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so that was a Switch, uh, the, the, the sort of Mario 3D. But I tell you what, game looks really, really like. Uh, um, uh, the graphical sort of upgrade is, looks phenomenal. Is the Sunshine game really okay? 
it, it looks like a sort of this gen Nintendo game. Oh wow! Okay, that looks really good. I think I think because it was generally a pretty game anyway, wasn't it? It was GameCube, know. wasn't it? So it, it yeah, was quite a, a sharp, bright game. Exactly. So now that HD fired it and whatever what have they done to it, it looks really, really pretty. But apparently, haven't tried it yet because I'm still trying to get I'm working my way through them. But it's it's like those Mario games. It's it's not like you can you can just come in, in and out whenever you want. You know what I mean? Like do a few stars here, come back, come back later, sort of thing. So that's the way I'm working <laughs> through those games. Maybe I might be remembering it wrong, but I. Uh... Yeah. Oh, okay. But, to be honest, I didn't play Galaxy. I didn't play that one. Um, Galaxy is really good. Really good. Yeah. But the problem with Galaxy, which they've taken out, which I, it was a bit gimmicky with the Wii, with, with the Wii mode. Is it what it's called? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Just keep pointing it, but apparently you, with this it's easier. And remember, I use the Pro controllers now. Yeah. I, I don't use the Switch's controllers. Right. I think that would make such a difference. Like for me, I mean, I really don't like the 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 the. Oh. The, the switch is like uh, Joy Cons, are they called? No, now it's a massive difference. I, I think that's why my experience on the switch has always been really positive because I've right. got pro controllers. So when I'm playing even a 3D game, even a 2D game, I'm always playing on those pro controllers. Because you remember that time we played Mario Kart together, all of us, yes. four of us. Yes. Like, man, I had the Joy Cons. <laughs> like, but... you and I had the Joy Cons, didn't we? And we gave it's like the... it's like King Kong trying to use a knife and fork. It, just ridiculously fiddly tiny little things in my hand that were just like cramping my hand but yeah the joy i mean the, the pro controller that you have is so nice like, it's just it, you it's know, not it's, crazy controllers now like to be honest it's like uh, i think it's just behind the x uh, no i like it better than the xbox but the only downside it hasn't got a uh, uh, um, analog triggers oh really yeah it's, it's just got like on and off digital triggers right. yeah Wow. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, that's more down to, but in terms of like how it fits in your hand, how you know how it feels, it's, it's like a very premium um, mm. uh, product. That's fair. Yeah. I, yeah, I haven't got any complaints about it. Well, you expected to like for for uh, sixty quid. <sighs> that's a lot, man. <laughs> a lot for controller, dude. Mm. Yeah, but they are good controllers. To be fair, I'm pretty sure the Xbox wireless pad is that much anyway, and they are about the same standard, aren't they? So it makes sense. And and to be honest, the, the amount of sort of joy uh, uh, they give me instead of like sort of playing with the, with the Joy Cons, it's like damn mm. like difference, isn't it? Yeah, I see that. That's a good point. It's it's well worth the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. sort of, so you get to enjoy the games uh, uh, um, to the potential that way as well. Yeah. Yes, that's true. The other, I'm going to talk a bit more about the Switch. The other mm-hmm. game, Switch game I've played is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. But, nice. Yeah, do you remember when I played this? Like, was it last Christmas? Was it? Uh, and, I, and I said, well, yeah. I don't, when it came out. Yeah, sort of. I couldn't get into it that much. It's a good game, but so I took it to my um, my sister's house. So I was playing with my niece and nephews. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. The game totally changes now. Yeah, in multiplayer. Yeah, it totally changes. It's such a good game, like. Mm. A massive high regard for because you know when all of you are playing and you can you can edit the options. So what we were doing because my niece kept winning with Kirby, so what <laughs> right. she was doing. And plus, remember you got different age. Uh, 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 um, Alicia, the young one, mm, oh, Alicia. Really? So what she kept doing, she kept jumping up and I, sort of is it, it was either here winning or myself winning. Right. So and Dheeraj, who's a, who, who's the youngest one, he's only about uh, he's, he's four, I think. So. Right. 
imagine he kept getting beaten and stuff. So he won the odd game, which is pretty impressive. For his yeah, but so what I did on there, I edited the settings. I made like a kid's profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, uh, so I changed the settings so on that profile. I put if if you've won, you start with like twenty percent damage already. Or oh, damage. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Each each win you have, you have more damage. Right. So that was. So if you're really good, there's more chance of you losing. Yeah. Yeah. So that way everyone gets a goal and everyone sort of wins and stays on and stuff. But it's really fun. We locked loads of um loads of characters and stuff. So yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah, it really opened my eyes with that game sort of thing. Uh, um, I've got a new respect for it. I, I used to really enjoy the GameCube one. Um, melee was it? Smash Bros. Melee? I can't, I can't remember now. But I used to play that a lot with uh, Robin Harry. Like, so those two are like insane gamers. Like, like beat 'em ups and stuff is like Rob's bread and butter. He loves that. He's so good at it. So I used to lose every game, but it was so much fun. Like, it's just the chaos on screen. You know, like yes. one of them's Link, one of them's Yoshi. He's eating me, and now I'm an egg. Like, it's just it's nuts. It, it, so I can fully appreciate like in multiplayer, it comes alive. Mm. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like a Nintendo game like Mario Kart as a multiplayer. It's like a different ball game, isn't it? Yeah, that is true. Yeah. I mean, I love Mario Kart in single player as well, but in, in, in multiplayer, it's just the chaos of it. You know, it's so good. No, it sounds like, um, I mean, I, I love beat-em-ups. And um, yes, I can definitely uh, identify with Rob in that respect. And it's, it's just like, you know, again, five volley, bash, mm. bash, bash, you know? That's yeah. a game. No, it's a really good game. I've got to say. Yeah. So the other game I played was uh, on the Xbox One with Forza Seven. Ooh, what did you think of one of my favorite games ever? I haven't played <laughs> it now, but it's just like I, I don't know. It's it's great. There's nothing 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 negative to say about it. But but then it's because I haven't played as many like bad racing games. If that makes sense, you don't know. it just seemed like another like racing game. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm sure. Does that make sense? Like, it does, yeah, it does. Yeah, so there's nothing negative in the game. The game's great, and I played the first bit, but what do you compare? Yeah, it to? but there's nothing yeah. outstanding about it either. No, it, no, I wouldn't say that either because it's it's an outstanding game, but not different from like say I'm playing Gran Turismo. There's nothing mm. other than. Other than the start of it, where it makes you sort of, uh, you know, the, the, it, it takes you through a little tutorial mm. and uh, different games, the sort of different styles, and it, and, it, and and there's a lot of hand holding in it. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's it, true. That was nice about it. The presentation was nice, but other than that, it's. I suppose if you're like if you're more of a like like I used to be like sort of more racing enthusiast, where you you look at the mechanics, the way it drives, uh, but the only sort of racing games I've played now are Forza. Uh, no, I don't want to compare it with Super Mario Kart because that's, I think that's a different genre of game. It is. Yeah, whereas like, I'm on about proper real driving simulations. Um, I played Gran Turismo, I played that. Um, before that, I played Sega Rally mm. and uh, uh, Metropolis Street Racer. Oh, I love that game. MSR was so good. <laughs> yeah, so can you see, like, I played the similar type of games and, yeah. And yes, the only thing that really differentiates them, probably, if you're like a massive driving enthusiast, you'll probably notice that, oh, this car is handled so bad. Because I haven't played that, that many get racing games for a long time, like, like vigorously. I think the most get, uh, time I spent with a racing game was Gran Turismo, was it three or four? On the PlayStation 2? Okay, yeah. 
that I played spent like loads of time on it because I had the steering wheel with it as well. Right, right. Yeah. So, so uh, there's nothing bad about it. I'm not saying it's, it's a bad, it's, it's a brilliant game, but at the same time, I don't, I can't compare it with anything. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's... If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not knocking the game at all. So I've, I've just and and th- then again, I've only played like about an hour or two of it. So mm. I've like got past the, the first bit. So um, I think I'm doing it sort of a bit of injustice because I'm sure there's going to be bits like. You know, uh, uh, the race course, you get to appreciate the race courses and the different driving conditions, different types of cars and stuff. So so that's all going to come. But I, I do think so. I think, like, because, I mean, as you say, like, all racing games kind of have some variation of that to, to some degree. Yeah. Um, I mean, for instance, like, I, tr- I tried Project Cars uh recently and that was too in-depth for me. Like, I couldn't deal with it. It was, like, the, the physics in it was so realistic that it was, a, like, a bit of a chore for me to play. Whereas Forza sort of gets that right because it has the the assist level, so um, you know you can turn on traction control or you can turn it off. If you want a hyper realistic experience, you can turn all the assists off, you know, and or, or if you're a complete novice, you can turn them all on and you know have as much assistance as you want. So the the thing I love about it, I mean, it's got like um, the cars are recreated really well. I think like they just like when you watch stuff like say Top Gear. Or um, you know those sorts of shows where like car they review cars and they they talk about sort of things, the sort of things they say you can sort of I don't know if it's the power of suggestion but you can sort of see that implemented in the game a little bit like mm-hmm. you know things like the way the back end steps out you know um, the way it grips the road all these little things so I, I think they've done such a good job personally but mm-hmm. I I do take your point like it's a lot of games do a good job <laughs> yeah especially so. no like it's like I played the top racing games so mm. i played gran turismo on the playstation that's the best racing game that on there and then you've got well sort of in my opinion because i've hardly played any more racing games so the gran turismo because i know it's a game i'm used to and forza and yeah. forza horizon i played you know so but forza horizon, yeah but forza horizon is more of an arcadey racing game yeah, rather than you know okay. yeah so I'm on about the proper driving simulation games like like boards yeah. and stuff, and it's a great game. As I says, like I can't I can't knock it, yeah. and I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah I'm not knocking it at all. I think I just need to sort of maybe spend a bit of my time and get get into that game. But now is this the game that you played hours and hours and said it's your life's mission? Yes, it's that one. Right? <laughs> because I had Forza three and Forza six. And I never completed either of them just be- through mishaps. Like my file save got deleted somehow or saved over. So I was really close to completing six. And um, yeah, so it became a thing for me that I just really wanted to complete seven. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. So as I said, I've got loads more games yet, guys. <laughs> I'm not boring you. Not yeah, so the next one uh, I want to play, or I want to talk about is. Um, uh, WWE 2K19. This is when I go get a cup of tea. Sure. <laughs> the resting. I'll have one as I read. Okay. Want mine. A little bit of chocolate thing. I'll get you one as well now. Thanks, Rubes. Yeah, so WWE 2K19. Shall I go for the negative first or the positive? <laughs> I, I would imagine that the positive is quite short for this one. <laughs> no, but the positive is so, it's so positive. Really? Go for it. Okay, so the game itself. The story and stuff you're playing, it's like you're you're a wrestler and you start off you're like you start off in the indie circuit and you get into and and, and and you win your first few matches in the in the indie circuit. Then then someone from the WWE comes 
and uh, uh, is, it, is it NXT or Next or whatever? I don't, I'm not into either. Either I think, but yeah, NXT. I think generally. Yeah. So yeah. So that's what it's called. So one of their one of their scouts comes and scouts you out. So, sorry, he's not scouting you out. He's scouting your the person you're fighting out. Okay. Yeah. But then if you beat him, you end up getting signed to NXT. Okay. <laughs> right. So you end up getting signed, and in between that, you're doing interviews, you're talking to other wrestlers and stuff like in in your indie circuit. Mm. And then when you get signed, you have a first match with I, forgot, I don't know what the guy's name. He's a massive bearded guy, and he's like really tall, like cane size. And okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what his name is now, but you, you end up getting totally destroyed by him. Uh, yeah, but you still put on a good show because your stats. Your it's like an RPG as well, so your stats are are not that good. That sounds awesome. Like yeah, it's, it's like you got like sort of okay, how much you can take hits. Uh, what what your submission stat is? It's like a proper RPG. Wow! Yeah, you can build up. So, so each match you win, you can go back and sort of pick your stats up and nice. buy stats and buy special moves. Like you know, you can like uh, at the start of your 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 move roster is quite quite limited. Sure. Yeah. You can then invest the points in 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 your stats, or you can invest it in new moves, invest it in like new new um, uh, taunts or. Or new entrances, new clothes. So it's all unlocked. Mm, wow. Unlocked. So it's a really good game. And then you go into it and then then um and the wrestling wasn't so bad either. It was like okay, you know? Yeah. To it and you start wrestling and then and then um, um after that there's a bit of spoilers. Uh, then then basically you get into a, a fight with some fans. Like one oh. fan attacks you and it films it and, and you lose your contract with WWE and you have to go back to the indie circuit. Oh wow! <laughs> it's a really good story. You're really into it. Yeah. Wow, brilliant. Yeah. Then the submission now. <laughs> I couldn't even get the pin right. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean, right? I played uh, 2K16, and I had the same problem. The the actual wrestling, the presentation is amazing in those games. I don't think 2K16 had that amazing story that you're describing, like that career mode. That sounds so good, but the actual wrestling was so hard, like. If you want to try and put a submission on, I had no idea what the on-screen stuff was telling me, and they would instantly win. They would just take them seconds. Like I'm like, what does this mean? <laughs> Is that how you found it? Yeah, it's terrible. The wrestling, like part of the wrestling, was all right. Now you know, like getting up, hitting them, putting on, putting on, like you know, not not proper submission holds. You know, like 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 a, a, a armbar locks and stuff like that. Sure. You know, that was all right. But when it came to a proper submission or when it even came to them pinning you and you trying to get out, mm. it was like, why is this so hard? Why can't I just tap the button or something? Why is it so hard? Yeah. It, there was this, like, I can't even remember. There was this, like, this circle going around and you have to time it right so you get... Yes. And, There's like a sweet spot that you have to catch that, every time. Yeah, that's how bad it is. I can't even explain it. And I thought, this is yeah. annoying. I mean, that can't be right. I mean, for like a... For two sort of quite, I mean, we've been playing games all our lives. So, I mean, we're not new to concepts in gaming. Um, you know, the, the nearest thing I can describe that to, that uh, 2K19-16 had. Um, I remember there was an old FIFA game where you could take free kicks and penalties, dead balls. And you could specify where on the ball you wanted to kick it. So, if you wanted to put curl on it, you could kick yeah. it on one of the sides, you know. And you could do some mad stuff in it. But, like, mastering that was quite tricky. But that was a dead ball, and it wasn't like that pressure of one, two, three, and I just I couldn't get it in T six sixteen. I just got so I can fully understand what you're saying there. It's a shame. Yeah, it's just really annoying, and 
it was that double annoying because the get the, the rest of the game was so good. Oh man, yeah. Started off good, like you know, I was really into it, mm. and I was sort of like, oh, this is just terrible. <laughs> yeah, damn. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was that, and I'm disappointed in that. I'm, I'm hoping that in the next one they could um they could just get rid of just just iron those things out, then then they have like a really awesome wrestling game. Because I just think you know, if someone was just brave enough to recreate the No Mercy wrestling system, WWF No Mercy from back in the day on the N64. I mean, that still for me, of all the wrestling games that I've played, was just by far and away the best. The system was so simple, but it allowed you to do so much. You know, all you needed was like about three buttons, one to run, one to hit, one to grab. And then you can just do um, any move you want. You know, it, it, it covered everything. So it doesn't need to be this really complicated sort of mathematical system <laughs> it, it can be quite simple and and still be really satisfying absolutely agree with you now it's just like ah uh, it is annoying okay um mm. on to my next game then because <laughs> it's been that long now so <laughs> yeah loads of games the other game i played was um uh, well you know what because my ps now subscription is about finished now do you remember right. we played ps now and it we thought oh, it's a bit laggy do you remember that time we played one of those games you were demonstrating the streaming service, weren't you? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know why. I just thought, let me try another streaming. Oh, no, because Resident Evil 7 was uh, uh, free on, on the PS Now, so I thought, I'm not going to download it. Right, let me just try and stream it. Yeah. See where it goes. And do you know what? I was really pleasantly surprised. Streaming was really good. Wow, okay. That, that's yeah, it was like, there was no lag or anything. It was a different experience from last time I had. Wow. Other than improved it, I don't know what, but I was playing a PlayStation 4 game, streaming it, it you know, I think it was that, and uh, the graphics weren't too bad either, it, was, it wasn't 4K, it was, like, it was like 1080p or something. That's amazing, like... Yeah, there was I, no I think the controls, no anything, uh, maybe because it's a slower game. Maybe, maybe. I mean, because when you demoed it to me, we played Dynasty Warriors. And yeah. that's, that's like, I remember saying to you, like, that's a game that I know really well. Like, I played quite a few Dynasty Warriors games. So I know how the controls generally feel. It's quite tight. It's responsive. It's quick. There's a lot happening. Um, but, yeah, you, on that occasion, there was a, just a millisecond of lag, you know, and it was um, enough to sort of throw off your combos and stuff like that. So it was a bit, not disappointing, but I could see that being an issue with some games. But yeah, absolutely. from, yeah. from what you were saying, that's... Now that was a this was, but this one with the PlayStation Four game that's like a few years old. That's interesting. I wonder why they. I mean, do, do you think it's just your internet fluctuating a tiny bit? Maybe I can't, I can't explain it, dude. It's weird, isn't it? I mean, but it was a really good like the way they've done it now. It was a creepy game, whereas you know, I don't know why. I play it. <laughs> <laughs> you love those games, what are you on about? <laughs> Especially when you like putting people on those games, yeah, picking them out more. That's that's the last time I tried that game, because I've actually got a disc version of that game now. The last time I tried it was on the VR. Oh, my right. Lord. I just put it off after two minutes. I'm not <laughs> really? Is that the game you put your mum on that? No, no, no. Or well, you put your brother on No. It, and there was no monsters or not, any, anything in it now. Really? What, but, what, what, yeah, what about... yeah, when I put it off, it just, it just gave this eerie... Atmosphere. That is me going. That is me like going. I think it was even the intro video and stuff like. You are kidding me. Yeah, because you're in a VR and you, you can see, you can look around, and it's like. It's too much. 
Oh, I'm not going to have. I'm not going to be able to hack this. That no. is incredible because you are one of the most fearless people I know, especially I for horror. Like you can watch any sort of like demonic sort of film, exorcisms, and all that sort of crap. I don't watch like, them actually because like, did you creep me out horror films? Like in the sense of like, I don't think I don't think yeah, it's creepy out, but I, I find the you know the whole um, when you get paranoid. Mm. That's what I find unsettling, and I, I don't like that feeling when you're paranoid. Oh man, that that's why I don't watch those films anyway because I haven't got I haven't got the self control or the mental strength to be like. Yeah. now this is the real world like you know what i mean you can't when you're alone and it's dark and you can't help but be freaked out because of what you've watched so i just i don't watch him <laughs> i'd rather remember the simpsons at that time yeah the simpsons treehouse of horror done that <laughs> you know the one where bart's got a twin living in the loft oh here you go yeah man that's yeah, a great that's one that, that, i love that, that so much yeah i watched that when i watched that i was i was like 10 11 or something like that I'm in the house by myself, and uh, I was freaked out. But just by the Simpsons treehouse of horror, could you imagine? I love that so much because it it, it it's Bart that's the evil twin all along, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so forget forget films and games that do that, and even cartoons. Yeah. Anyway, so back to this game now. You you start off Resident Evil Seven. You go in. You you start off as you're the no, you start off, you go into, you find this house, you're trying to find your way in, you, you go in, and then you find this video, and, and the, the, the house is derelict, like no one's lived there, and it's like, you know, rats and stuff, and just like, you know, just dead, and like, you know, it's a really, really rotten house. Mm. You go in there, and then you find an old, it's like an 80s video video player, VCR player. Okay. And then as you, as you enter, going around the house, and when you open the doors, you creep, like, you creep into the doors. You don't, and you don't know what's like on the other side of the door. Okay. You know, the camera does that trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's in first person as well. All this is, by the way. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. But then you end up finding a video set, and as you get the video set, you um, you um, you take it to the video player and put it in. Then then you're the cameraman of the video who's recording the video. Because basically, okay. it's like, you know, like, like that you have these um, uh, ghost hunters. Yes. Right. Basically, these guys are doing a golf hunting video, oh, and no. as you're doing that, so three of you, one of one of you disappears. So as you you got the camera, but one of your crew members disappears. Uh. And then you're trying to find out what's happening, and you go upstairs, and it's all dark. Remember, the lighting's not the best, and you know, yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty good for a Resident Evil. It's more like um, Silent Hill, right? Which is like the creepiest game ever. I had yeah. that film when I was like. A teenager. Silent Hill? Yeah, I thought it was like a period drama or something like that. <laughs> I, don't, no. I, I don't know how I ended up going, That's hilarious. going into the cinema and watching it. And think because I thought it was like, because it was filmed back in the day, wasn't it? It was like, um, it was the one. Early 2000s, wasn't it? No, it was then, but the film was set in a time where there was like, yeah. where this one girl goes, the elders of our elders. And I just thought it was something period drama related and, you know. <laughs> nuns and whatever and you know and then <laughs> no, I watched it and when all the creepy babies spouted out <laughs> I thought I'm definitely in the wrong that film. is hilarious that's amazing yeah. but you know you paid your money you got your popcorn and everything what do you do you sneak into another cinema screen <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's that Resident Evil 7 and I didn't play much of it like, as I said I was just testing out the streaming more than anything 
So, yeah, but my PS Now subscription's over now, so we don't get all those free games and that. I'll still get yeah, PS Now. Will you, will you renew it, do you think? I still get PS Plus. PS Plus is when you get the two games free a month. This is, sure. this is like a PlayStation version of a Game Pass. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Where you stream games as well, and you can download like a whole bunch of games. Yeah. If, if you want, sort of thing. But they don't do new games on the, you know how uh, Game Pass do? Mm, okay. So it's more of a back catalogue of games select. Yeah. Oh, but the cool thing was, uh, I was going to let you know was um, uh, on the PS, the PS5, the games are pre-ordered. You've got Astrobot built in into there as well, which is like a free game. Remember, like, I say, Master System had the uh, Alex skin. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. This is like a full-on like Super Mario platform, 3D platformer. It's only about it's about a five-hour game though. Hmm. Pretty cool. And I was looking at it now and. It, the games look phenomenal. Like uh, uh, everyone who's sort of played it, they're talking about the controller, the, mm. the, the, the haptic feedback in the controller is like it's possibly like nothing you've ever experienced. Oh wow! Like, you, you can tell the difference in like like if you're if, you, if you're on a sandy beach or if you're <laughs> pulling something and and you know the um, the trigger. Yeah. Like, if you're shooting like a bow and arrow, it it, it changes resistance. Oh, what? No way! Yeah, like it's, it's, it's possibly the controller is possibly like. Like amazing, and all that word. Yeah, yeah. they were saying like, you know, when you when you've got sand coming at you, yeah, you can the controller feels different. It's like grainy or something. And if you're on a different, if you're on a different, um, uh, if you're on a different uh, surface, like slidey surface, the controller feels different as well. It's like, yeah, it's 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 mind blowing. That sounds crazy. Because I mean, the Xbox. I mean, like when when Xbox One came out, it had like haptic feedback in the triggers so that yeah. was a new thing for it and yeah. like you know like we take it for granted now but games like forza for instance if you're accelerating and you go over the curb that that button will vibrate to represent that and i thought that was a real leap forward like mm. have to feedback in the shoulder buttons but that sounds amazing like different surfaces and all that that sounds mm. crazy yeah so that's the pre-game on there and also what they've done with ps now sorry i'm getting distracted what they've done with <laughs> now one of the launch games, yeah, called Bug Snacks or something. It's a full-on game now, right? Right. They've, they've given it free with PS Now next month. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So you got like, so I've, I've got like four, about four games to, to play on um, on launch day. That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. Like yeah. just for straight off launch, yeah. Yeah, two or three, and then two, uh, two uh, um, the two Spider-Man games. Yeah, I suppose if you did have that. PlayStation Now, whatever it was, then you got that whole back catalogue as well. Yeah, I've had that, yeah. Right, what's Bugsnap? Mm, it's not out yet. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, Is it a game? Yeah, it's a, it's a full-on game, yeah. Bugs? Okay. Mm. Sounds great. Bug? I think it's this weird thing where, like, if you eat a strawberry, you grow... I, I don't know, I don't know much about <laughs> the game, but it's, I'd have to check it out properly. But the fact that it's another full game you can play on launch day... Can't, can't argue with that, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Hmm. And, oh, yeah, back to the Astrobot thing. That's like, the Astrobot is um, is a little robot, and it's inside the PlayStation 5, so it's showing you how it works, each PlayStation bit. So imagine you've got, like, cooling springs, you're in the fan, and, and it's like a whole world built around each each part of the PlayStation. Wow, that sounds really cool. And then and there's little collectibles in there. You know, like, how Nintendo do stuff like, sort of... Uh, 
there's a little boat in there and you see God of War. Like, so one of the robots are dressed up like God of War and one of the robots are like, hiding in a, in a little box going, doo, doo. you know how um, a black metal goes solid when you hide in a box? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you take yeah, cover. Yeah, like, sort of Easter eggs and stuff in there. Like, oh, cool. that's so cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. Can't wait for it, actually. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, back to the games. Um, the other game I played with Ruby, she's forgotten again, was uh, Dead Cells. <laughs> Dead clouds. Dead cells. Oh, dead cells. Okay, yeah, yeah. I still don't remember. So dead cells is like you start off and you're, um, it's like a two D platformer, and you you can only have two weapons. You can have a bond, you can have a bow, or you can have a sword, a short sword, and then it's like a um, I can't it, the 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 level changes each time you're on there now, but okay. you could. I think you collect these maps and stuff. So I haven't played a bit of it, but me and Ruby were taking turns playing it. Right. So she probably didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She remembered that, yeah. <laughs> a bad memory. <laughs> do, do you know what happened? What? Why I didn't remember. Um, I figured out how to make sangria that week. <laughs> and you know when you kind of make your own sangria and then you just have a little bit too much of it, we have to just go and to you sleep early. <laughs> Yes, I remember playing the game, really enjoying it, going, oh, yeah, this is wicked. And I was like, right, I'm just going to go lie down for a minute. And then I conked out. <laughs> I remember that game. That was a great game. Yeah, so there, there you now go. Now I remember it. Anyway. Yeah, but it's, 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 I've only played about an hour of it now. <laughs> yeah, the level kept changing. I thought yeah. it was me in the sangria. Why did I... Okay, the level kept changing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it did keep changing. Why did it keep changing? It's so annoying. Mm -hmm. you, I think some games have got that now where it's, what's it called, procedurally generated. Yeah. Like yeah, so chocolate, chocolate in my mouth. Oh, that's all right. Don't worry. I've often got that problem. Um, no, like, I mean, there's a lot of these sort of like dungeon crawly, um, like, you know, roguelike sort of games where every time you go down to the dungeon, it's different and... You know, you have to find your way through it, and it, you know it's cool. Like quite a few of the games that I play this this in this period have been similar. So, yeah, that's cool. What that that was called Dead Cells, was it? Mm-hmm. I think you'll like it now, knowing you, because you know it is. It's got loads of um, it's it's a bit explorey as well. Like you know how not not to take out on Super Mario Brothers, but you you just you want to make sure you've had a good old look around and a bit of a mode. Yeah. Definitely. The place keeps changing, and then there's some sort of strategy. You've got to somehow figure out how to get past this bit, and then you're just thinking, uh, okay, have I just come from there? It was just that kind of weird game where you thought, but I've already been here. How have I ended up? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah and you, I can see you liking it. I think you get these like uh, blueprints or stuff now. So uh -huh. You get blueprints, and that will give you access to different weapons and things like that. And then that, that's what the game is about. That's what's called Dead Cells. Like, I think. I could be total, 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 talking total rubbish now. No, but, but it makes sense now. You yeah. kind of pieced like the whole yeah. thing together somehow as you play yeah. and collect things, and it, it just makes more sense as you play. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like that. But anyway, that was that. That's a good game. Okay, down to my main two games now. Okay. Well, three games. I've got three more to go. First, <laughs> I'm going to talk about Last of Us Two, completely. Okay. Um, I'm actually disappointed with the game. Really? Yeah, you loved it. You played for hours. Yeah, because I wanted to finish the game because I spent like 50, 50 quid on the game to want to finish it. And it's like, oh, and because it's got 
critically acclaimed. You want to sort of finish it. Okay, let's see, you know, what, what the whole deal is about it is. How many hours did you commit to it? Probably about 40 hours. And I think that's the game early on that guy Cranky tells said is going to win an award. Is it that one? Mm, he said that or... No, he said another one as well. He, oh, but, right. but I think he mentioned we one of the, that was one of the games. Okay. But, um, yeah, Last of Us 2, the game itself is good. The gameplay, that's great. It's just the direction that the game, whole game sort of took. The, what they did to the characters. I know this has probably already been said on the thing. And, and this... And I just ignored like most of what, what what social media, what people were saying. Social media, thought, ah, you're probably just sort of well, exaggerating it because the first bit was pretty cool, uh, the first twist and that, and people were upset about the first major twist in the game. Mm. But it was like, okay, how can I say this without being? Uh, I'm trying to, uh, okay, I'm trying not to be sound like sort of a. Um, I'm trying to think of the right word to say now. Sorry, I'm trying to get my words out. No, no, that's all good. Take your time. Yeah, I don't want to be sort of uh, um, politically incorrect when I was saying this. Okay. But, you know, in a game, there's if, if there's a purpose for a thing, then fair enough. But I found <laughs> this game just pushing certain agendas for no reason at all. Sure, sure. So ticking the diversity box. Yeah, I, I, I think we've spoken about this before. Yeah, we may have. That's what I thought, and and I've got, I've got no issue with 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 any anyone's sort of lifestyle or anyone yeah. anyone's white thing. But when it's pushing everything's about that kind of thing, it's subtly pushing you. That's the, one of the annoying bits. Then it was, I thought, well, then the characters were just I don't know. It was just phased out in the story, and then you. I don't want to spoil the game for anyone, but I was like, you feel, fast. Like they, you feel like they added it all for the sake of adding it. Yeah, and it was also the, the story of the game as well. So that's one of the qualms. Story of the game itself was okay. How can I describe it? Imagine a sequel where uh, the first game is so good, mm. second game is taking in a totally different, totally different direction. Uh, I, I would hate that. You know, if you love the first game to then pick up the second game expecting something akin to the first one but they just they just take it somewhere completely different and uh, i don't know I, I can understand there being some you know pushback against that okay let me give you an example right this is but this is this is an example of the, of the story and stuff like so we're big fans of ghostbusters yeah yeah what did you think of the next the the ghostbusters with the female ghostbusters in there oh, to be honest um awful <laughs> I'm probably not qualified to say because I didn't watch it, but I chose not to watch it because, like, I watched it now. It was terrible. Really, Raj, Raj made me watch it just so that he had the excuse to watch it. He wouldn't watch it by himself. No, I wouldn't watch it myself. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Ghostbusters anyway, but I do appreciate that it is a classic, uh, the original Ghostbusters thing, and yeah. the retro stuff of it. You know, you can appreciate that. And when they chucked all the bunch of girls in it, that's where I felt like. Why do they need to do that? Because I, I feel like, okay, me being a girl, I don't need all the characters to be female to enjoy mm. the film better. I really, really don't. Profound, you know? Ruth. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, when they go, um, oh, look, that main character is, um, or, or that, that politician is brown, so you must yeah. feel included as well. I'm like, no, yes. I don't. I, don't. I, no. I know I'm being... Yeah, I might upset anyone, but I, I just sometimes feel like 
I don't need, okay, I don't need Batman to be a girl to, for me to appreciate Batman. Mm, yeah, I, I agree. Batman. Do you see what I mean? And yeah, totally. Because a good story is a good story. It doesn't need, like, it doesn't need to be me. It doesn't need to call out to me or something. I can just enjoy it. And I've always enjoyed, like, all manner of things. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, Sp Spider-Man, I'm not, like, a New Yorker. I'm not, like, a 19-year-old who's been bitten by a spider. So, why can't they let, like Ghostbusters, I wish, they could have really carried that whole thing on better to make it appeal for today's younger people. You know, they could have really refreshed that whole uh, Ghostbusters thingy. So when they chucked, I mean, what, what was her name? The main, the main one in Ghostbusters, um, it's very chubby. I always forget her name. She, she's so funny. The spy Kathy, one. Kathy, no, not Kathy. Melissa McCartney? Yeah. Yes. Well, I don't know why I keep thinking her first name's Kathy. It's not. Um, yeah, Melissa McCarthy is hilarious. She oh. is. She's so funny. So funny. And as with the rest, Queen Latifah was in it. And I appreciate Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah's awesome. She's been in so many films that I like. Exactly. But I just, uh, I just thought, like, the way they just done this, they just threw everyone together, these big names. Mm. So I just thought, you guys, it's, it's kind of like I refuse to watch Ocean's with all the oh yeah 12 and a half whatever it was eight was it eight i don't know yeah probably eight yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just thought no i i liked oceans 11 and yeah. 12 and i don't think i've watched oceans 13 because something went wrong i don't know but oceans eight or nine or what yeah, one with all the girls i thought no not watching that because i just feel patronized you know mm, yeah no i hear you man like all i want is a good story i don't need to be like like oh you know you belong or you're important and stuff like that like it, it's never been an issue like until recently and I, I have an issue with reboots really because like you're sort of cashing in on the goodwill towards a particular thing you know like Ghostbusters is iconic for people of our generation like we grew up we loved it it was great there were cartoons it was brilliant and it still is brilliant it still holds up there's nothing wrong with it so it doesn't need a reboot like you know, make a third one if you want. And well, but, I mean, Bill Murray in it somehow. I mean, did they do that with the female one? I didn't notice. But no. oh, I think Bill Murray's still alive. Can you not include him somehow as, as a you know? Apparently, they're making a new Ghostbusters, including the original cast. Good. Yeah, it, I've seen the trailer for it now. I've not seen it. No. It's got all. It's got the original cast, but it's more of a. Um, you know, they're grandchildren, so it's like. Uh, you know the guy from um, uh, Mike from um, um, not Mike from um, Stranger Things. No. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, he's the main guy in there. Okay, right. Yeah, isn't it? But but apparently uh, the, the, some of the original cast are in there as well. That would make sense because yeah. now Mike from Stranger Things is a sci-fi type yeah. character. That but it's following on the stories like yeah. like like follows on. So it's his. It's one of their grandchildren or something. Brilliant. I'm down for that. That sounds interesting, but and the trailer's really good as well. To just re replace them with just all women, it 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 it's unnecessary. It doesn't make sense. Why, you know, I don't know. It, it could, let's be honest. It was a statement rather than trying to make a good film. It was just trying to make a statement, mm. and like that. That's you know when they do things like that, it makes it and they say, oh, we want to include you. We don't notice that these are your characteristics. I'm like the fact that you've highlighted these characteristics and made them central to the film makes me think that you do notice this about me so <laughs> oh you know, you're brown yes uh, yes and the fact that some people feel they have to cater to your brownness or your, I see. your 
or your gender or something means that they do notice it. And I'm thinking, well, I haven't noticed it until you started talking about it. You've been othered. You're yeah. I didn't even think anyone picked up it. Was it even relevant? That's why I was just a bit like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a bit... I see that. You're right. Like, Sorry, go, go ahead. Sorry. No, you, you, you got it. No, I was... just... <laughs> sorry, Raj, after you. No, go you go, you go. No, no, go ahead. No, go, 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 go. Raj, would you talk, please? <laughs> no, because no, I'm going to change the discussion to, uh, back to Last of Us 2. That's what I was going to say. No, no, bring it back to that. That's cool. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so, as I say, that's my issue Last of Us 2, uh, or, or Last of Us Part 2, whatever it's called, because they call, they call it specifically The Last of Us Part 2 or something. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so, don't get me wrong, the game itself is good, the mechanics and everything like that, the, the environment is fantastic. It's just what they did to the story. So you can't knock Naughty Dog for the game itself. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah. But because there's such narrative-driven games, you know, like Uncharted and, and uh, you know, those kind of narrative-driven games that like were single-player and it, the stories like, 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 like pivotal to the game. Mm, yeah. So because it's one of those games, it does have an effect. Like the story does have an effect. It's bound to, isn't it? I mean, it's not just like a, a brainless action game. You care about these characters, and you exactly, you... yeah. So ex- exactly, and yeah. So I just, I don't know. The ending left you sort of unsatisfied as well. That's a shame, man. Damn. Uh, okay, like, say the third one came out, I wouldn't buy it like day one now. Really, it's that yeah. bad. Wow. Yeah, I, I probably just thought, okay, if it's on sale, or it's. You know, if it's on sale it, or it's, um, I don't know, free on PS Plus, I'll wait for them. Mm, damn. It's, yeah, it's like that. So, um, yeah, so greatly disappointing. I so mean, do you feel like the, uh, you know, because like, obviously there was that whole storm of controversy around it when it when it first released. Do you feel that was justified then? or To a certain extent, yes. But I think people go too far on social media like because. Oh, yeah, of course. There were people making death threats and whatnot to, to why like, would you make a death threat like it's stupid oh, yeah yeah sort of there were death threats and all sorts what, of why things. because the ending was so bad right death i think the, the death threat was there was a few reasons why the death threat one that they, they took the characters a different way plus there was this prejudice oh, there was dear. prejudice against the lgbt community as well so people didn't like that part of it which is wrong you know you, you can't have that prejudice against no, them can't. and you can't you, you can't make death threats because you don't like that sort of thing. We can't make death threats full stop. Yeah, exactly. But, so, but, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. It so, seems to really touch the nerve. Like, yeah, it did. So, but wow. yeah, so there was a whole death threat against the LGBT community because of, because of that. There's a whole death threat because the strivers are all nonsense. There's and a it, lot of hurt yeah. people in the world, aren't there? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, you know, Cyberpunk got delayed, right? Mm. Yeah. Death threats as well. I, I You're kind of, kidding me. Yeah. I kind, got to, sorry. I kind of retract my previous stuff about why they chuck it, why they do all this stuff. I think it's just to, you know, the people, the whole bunch of people that take the time out to make death threats against things like, yeah. like that. I think producers and artists decide, right, we want to upset this group of people. Let's, let's troll the maniacs. Yeah. yeah. So let's just put, yeah, we know that Ghostbusters with North female mm. cast is going to really stick it to them. <laughs> I, think, I think that's what they're There, they there probably is an element of that, that, you know. There probably is an element of that. So yeah, I kind of retract what I just said. That big old rant I just had, but anyway. No, I think you, yeah. I thought you made sense personally, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as, as I was saying, it's a bit, it's, it's a bit disappointing in that sense, the game itself. Uh, but 
death threats and and being sort of you know abusive to people because of your opinion is yeah, there's no excuse for that, isn't it? That's yeah. At the end of the day, the best thing you can do is 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 you can vote with your wallet. Yeah, don't buy it. And if you don't buy the game, then you have to rethink the way they the, the way they do the game next time. I if suppose, it's yeah. I suppose this is gaming's version of football hooliganism, maybe. Yeah, it's it's, it's quite the, the problem with keyboard warriors is that if they they would never say that to your face. Keyboard. No. Yeah, yeah um, no, it's all those people who are really angry. I think it's a social media problem, really, because you're right, Raj, because this isn't just a gaming thing. This happens across any topic, politics, you know, uh, religion, uh, you name it. It could be minor things. It could be like, you know, do you use Photoshop or do you use, you know, PaintShop Pro? Like, I use Photoshop. How dare you? I'm going to kill you. You know, <laughs> it's, there's a problem with social media, unfortunately, that I don't know. Pardon? Xbox is better. No, it's not. PlayStation. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, we wouldn't get angry about what fridge you use. Like, why would it be anyone's business what console you buy? Like, it's nuts. <laughs> what fridge do you use, by the way, now? What <laughs> fridge do I use? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> death threats for it. I, I don't even know what fridge I use. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I, I, interestingly, now, I mean, back to the game, because I don't want to sound like prejudice or anything. Last of Us 2... We had a um, uh, member, um, uh, sort of someone on Twitter, because I'm not the game on Twitter. I said the same thing on Twitter, Twitter didn't I? Yes. We had a member of the LGBT community who, who said exactly the same thing. That's I, true. I remember that, yeah. Remember that? I can on, probably find the tweets. Yeah, yeah so, I remember that. So we had someone from that community on, 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 uh, uh, who said the same thing as me. They just didn't like what, the, what they did to the characters. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Because we talked about Final Fantasy as well, didn't we? And she yeah. was saying how she just hated it, like what they'd done. And that oh. is actually quite telling. Like, yeah, I mean, she mentioned that afterwards, Final Fantasy goes, she goes, yeah. no, I said my tweet was, uh, uh, this game, really disappointed with this, onto, onto Final Fantasy VII. And she yeah. said that, uh, that, uh, um, that, that Final Fantasy VII, she feels the same way about Final Fantasy VII Remake as well. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to talk about now anyway, in a minute. <laughs> she said, by the end of it, her words are, by the end of it, I felt angry and betrayed. It's like a slow burn. I guess if you're expecting it, though, it's not too bad. Mm. So it's interesting. Yeah, so anyway, the other game I bought was Ghost of Tsushima. Ah, what did you think of that? Um, okay, so the game is set in feudal Japan. Right. And it's when the Mongols are trying to take over Japan. And so it's like a proper historical time. Yeah. Yeah, the characters are, 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 are fictional, but um, yeah, it's the, the, the time and Those place. happened. Yeah, yeah to, to a certain extent. But yeah, yeah, so the game itself is like, it's an open world game. I, and when I first saw this, I didn't think it was going to be an open world game. I thought it's going to be like, you know, like a Dark Souls sort of mm, yeah. game. You know, when I first saw the trailers and stuff. But it's actually a really good game. The graphics now, it's like, Something I've never seen. It could pass as a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X game. Wow, man. Yeah, there's like bits of particles, like you're in an autumn sort of forest and stuff. Bits of particles, just just, just leaves, just blowing past you and stuff like that. And you think, mm-hmm. what on earth? That sounds amazing. And, and, and it's a samurai game, so you're a samurai, but you go against the cold where you have to do a sort of, uh, you go against cameras. You go against a samurai code where your samurai codes, all, all, 
Samurai Code, you're always supposed to fight with honor. Right. So face, but here you start because the Mongols are so ruthless, right? So he has to sort of resort to a, a, a stealth oh. tactics and, and right. other stuff. Yeah, so it becomes a stealth game as well. Mm. Okay. Really good. But then there's this whole conflict between him because he's like an honorable samurai. Should he be doing this? Should he not? Is he mm. betraying his, his his ancestors by by uh, 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 killing people stealthily and stuff like that? But then he has to at the same time. If he doesn't do that. The whole of Japan's gonna get ruined, so he's he's yeah. like last resort. Right, yeah, yeah. So that sounds really cool. Game. That sounds amazing. The combat's like fantastic in it. It's it's quite it's it's, it's I, don't, I don't know. I think it's me more than anything. You know when you have to learn the combat, it's not just button bashing. Yes. Yeah. You have to learn to parry and learn learn this. So it, it's quite complex for me, probably. Not anywhere, because I don't think we can just get into that straight away. But I think mm. that that learning is not as simple as something like I don't know, like Spider-Man, you can just, it's quite, Spider-Man's quite intuitive where you can just like, you can fight by hitting a few buttons, but you know, the, the buttons are quite simplified, but these are a bit more complicated. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I mean, um, the nearest game that I played that sounds a bit similar to that was Star Wars Fallen Order. Yes. And, uh, that took me a long time to, and I'm not even really good at it now, Like, but um, it took a long time to learn how to parry you know, you do get to a point where it's like, okay, I kind of know what I'm doing now, but like, it took a, a lot of deaths. <laughs> That's a great example now. It's a great example. Yeah. But this is like an RPG as well. So, um, oh, so is that actually, but, but um, you can get different skills and so get style skills. I've invested loads in myself because I think it's a better way to play the game. I enjoy it more that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, great game. Okay. Over to my last game is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Okay, so this is one of your like this is one of your big big games of all time, right? Yes. So what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to finish Ghost of Tsushima and Final Fantasy VII before the PlayStation Five, which is three weeks. <laughs> Are you on course for that? Uh, not really. I'm about halfway, <laughs> I'm about halfway through Final Fantasy VII, so I'm just going to probably finish Final Fantasy VII. Okay. And then sort of see what Ghost of Tsushima brings. But you can, but because they're my, because they're downloadable games, I can just. I'm going to play them on the PlayStation 5 anyway. But I'm yeah. trying to have a clean slate. <laughs> yeah, not have all these hangover games that you have to yes. try and complete. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. I've got loads. I've got too many of them. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I still love it. Um, story takes a... Uh, story starts... They've added up bits, extra bits of story, but the combat is, 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 is what I love. Because mm. um, I don't know whether I told you last time, didn't I? Uh, Rips, did I tell you last time? What? About the combat in Final Fantasy VII. No, you didn't. I think I did. Remember when you, like, because it used to be turn-based now. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, like, it's real-time combat, but when you want to do your moves and stuff, or when you want another character thing, the, the game pauses. Yes, so, that's right. Yeah, so, so this is like the modern Final Fantasy sort of style, isn't it? Like, it's kind of a mix of both. Yes, it's a mix of both. So, but they've done it really well. It's better than Final Fantasy XV. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, they've done it really well this time. So, if, as soon as you hit X, like, as soon as you ATM, is it ATB? I think it's ATB, ATB meter. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't remember what that stands for. <laughs> no, the action. Yeah, but you know what I mean, don't you? You, you know, you have like a bar, and if, if that bar, as, as you're fighting, the bar fills up. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm -hmm. so the bar fills up, and that gives you special moves or spells or, 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 or bits and bobs. And so you can do that, and you can carry on fighting like that. But then the other other thing you can do is hit the R the R two button. That switches your character temporarily. 
So it allows you to do a special move on the character. So when you see the your your your, your other character, you can switch characters anyway. Mm. But when you see like the other character, um, uh, the, their bars filled up, you can quickly switch, press R two, choose one of their moves, and it switches back to your character. That sounds awesome. That sounds really good. Because yeah. you know what, like Final Fantasy fifteen, like I tried it and I wanted to love it, but it was so overly complicated with like a million bars and you know yeah. like all these different types of moves like none of it was streamlined it just felt so hideous to try and learn all this stuff so that actually sounds really good yeah it feels like they've got it right now this time this is like, like i don't wonder if is this on um, xbox though now uh, i don't think it is you know but actually it might be it might be um let me go, let me just quick, quickly google it yeah let's have a look uh Final Fantasy um, Remake Xbox. Oh, it's, uh, no, it's, I don't know. No, it's from, but not yet. It's a timed exclusive. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it's worth playing now. I mean, that's a really good game. I would, I would love to, because I mean, I got really far into it. Like, I never had a PlayStation when I was younger, so I had to borrow someone's, and they had Final Fantasy VII, so I played it. I played a lot of it. But uh, never got round to finishing it. But my problem is, I, I played Final Fantasy IX recently because all of those were on the Xbox. But oh gosh, like I hate to sound snobby, but I couldn't get past the graphics. Like <laughs> it is ugly. It looks like you, know, do you remember Terry Pratchett. He had those Discworld novels, and he had those like graphics. Uh, the the artwork on it was beautiful, but it was like it was like there was so much going on that it was hard to see anything at all it felt like one of those but it felt like looking at it blurrily it was like it's ugly <laughs> sorry to say so yeah i think i'd get on better with the remake <laughs> yeah so anyway i'm about halfway through now and the game's like and i just bit the, the i just completed the, the there's one really annoying bit in mm. the original final fantasy 7 where you have to creep out of a room okay and it's part of like you know they have these like side stories and like and it's quite like sentimental. But part of it is you have to creep out of a room sort of without without uh, waking anyone else up. Right. In the original game, because it was an isometric and pre-rendered, you couldn't see where you were sort of. Going the, and <laughs> such annoying game, like it was, so it was, it was such annoying part of the game, and you, it took me like about ten goals to do it. Right. Well, this one they've done it, and it's a lot better, it's a lot easier to do. It oh, took nice. Yeah, on my second goal, it's done. That's that's, oh, really? Wow! Yeah. Sounds like they've really refined it. Yeah, but one thing I'm looking for. Part of the annoyance of the original game now was uh, the loading time. So, man, you, you've 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 um, man, you mess the uh, um, man, you wake the person up, right? So the person comes out. Oh, why are you awake for? Are you having a bad dream? Go back to your room. Then it loads up. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about that is because you've obviously played that so many times that you remember the dialogue. <laughs> yeah. So it keeps happening. Imagine that keeps happening every time. Every time you feel like uh, seconds to a minute. I hate that sort of thing in games. Like, thankfully, you don't get too much of it these days. Yes, it wasn't this my... game though. Oh man. So One of my favourite bits like that. Did you do? Do did you play uh, Rogue Squadron on the GameCube? I played it, but I can't remember it now. Okay, there was a bit at the end where um, it glitches up because there's the Battle of Endor happening, which is the second Death Star. It's where they blow it up. But um, yes. like, do you remember um, what's his name, Lando Calrissian? He's he's piloting the Millennium Falcon, isn't he? 
Mm. Uh, so and like one of his lines from the film is like, we need to buy more time. But <laughs> because the game glitches up and he gets stuck in his loop and he, he just endlessly for the rest of the level, just we need to buy more time. We need to buy more time. Just endlessly. And it's like, <laughs> it makes you want to throw the thing at the window. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, yeah, uh, that's part of that as well. But good news is that uh, the new consoles, that's all gone. That's history now. There's no loading time. Yeah, that's true. The that's me. Of past. Mm, that's me done now. Massive okay. Success, guys. Nice. Awesome. Well, that was good to hear, man. Some cool stuff. So, okay. I mean, I can, I can tell you what I've been playing. Um, so, I haven't really been playing any massive games, but I've tried a lot of new games. So, um, I may not be like sort of too au fait with them, but I can give you a rough idea of them. But one game that I played with that I really enjoyed was, uh, so you remember Wynn, our friend who went up the Telegraph Pole and who was listening to our podcast? Yeah. So he and I wanted to play Diablo 3. So he's, he bought this game a while back and we've been planning to play it for ages, but we played some online together and that was so much fun. That was so much fun. Like I really enjoyed that because I think Diablo, as, you, as we know, because we played it together, it's just, it, it comes alive. Like, you know, you've got a second player who's doing, you know, just all the exploration and all that so that was great we started like a new character each and um one thing with that like i really wanted to know how you get the end game gear so you know like your armor and weapons and stuff like that like how do you actually go about getting that so i've been researching that loads because it's not clear to me <laughs> so when this character sort of uh more towards his uh high level then i'm probably going to try some of those tactics with him and just see if that works or not but yeah <laughs> got you googling how to do stuff mm. and also i suppose it helps who you're playing with as well so win sounds like a fun person so. yeah it's he's fun because he can't kill you in it and he's one of them gamers like if, like if you're playing minecraft with him or something like that you know you just have to be super careful because there'll be a trap or he's lulled you into some like corralled you into some place where he can kill you easily he's building into a wall or something yeah he's like yeah like on minecraft he's like you know they say there's a fine line between genius and maniac (laughs) he really straddles that line (laughs) i love to play him one time like you know we all played remotely that would be it'd be quite fun to watch his play (laughs) no dude we should do i mean obviously he's got diablo 3 as well so like the four of us could play that like that'd be fun Mm. that'd be fun or like minecraft dungeons or something you know yeah yeah so uh gears 5 been playing uh yeah i I sort of to be honest there's another game coming up that i've been playing a lot more of in terms of shooting but like because obviously my mates still play it and we play every week still playing a bit of that um what's cool with this is that there's a new update soon and i think it's the first week of november it's due out so they they do these operations which are like these big updates that they periodically do um but you know i think gears 5 has been quite badly received i know it sounds crazy to say but like not a lot of people are playing it still whereas the other gears games it had like consistent high user base for a long time so i think some of the changes that they put into this game haven't sat well with some of the more long-standing fans um so yeah i mean sometimes it's really hard to find a game on there like you'll go on you'll look for a game in one of the popular modes and there's just nothing going on and that's actually really sad to see like I mean, it happens with all games, you know, they all come to the, the end, but it's only been out for like a, maybe a year, something like that. It, it, so that's surprising. And 
Mm. Interesting, but yeah, new update soon though, so that that'd be cool. And the stuff that um, you know they're rumored to be putting into this, I think, will make the game a lot better. So that's good news. Um, playing so okay, Xbox uh, Game Pass. Um, a lot of these games are based off that, and um, one of these games was Undermine, and it sounds a bit like the one that you guys were playing earlier, um, Dead Cells. Sounds yeah. a bit like that because it, it's an op- the game name is called Undermine, or it was Undermined. Undermine, Underminer. Sorry, Undermine. Oh, that's the name of the game. Okay, I thought you said that the game was Undermined. So. Oh no, no, sorry. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I had like one good session on this, and it was all right. But there's so many games like this that it's really it doesn't do anything to stand out. I hate to say that because it's a well-made game. Like there's you know it's it's got all the usual stuff in it. So it's got that procedurally generated dungeon. Every time you go down, it's different. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, there's different levels you can get to. So you beat a boss and you can access the next level. And if you die, you lose all your loot. You know, so it, it's uh, uh, it's it's just uh, <laughs> another game in that. <laughs> so there's nothing really outstanding about it, unfortunately. We played better ones like that, and then on top of that, it it doesn't make you go back to it, does it? It's, it's... I've not played it since, unfortunately. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So uh, another game that I played was Dark Side is three, and so I played Dark Side. Dark Side is a bit like, oh, how can I explain it? It's like hack and slash fighting through um, cities. So it's like kind of platformy action fighting. Yeah. There's a lot of sort of jumping about, lots of fighting multiple enemies. But man, so I, okay, I played Dark Side as one. I really enjoyed it. This was eight years ago. I played Dark Side as two, and this was years ago as well. And I, you know, it was good. I played it for quite a while, but then I got bored of it. But this one feels exactly the same. There's nothing distinct about it. <laughs> so I got bored of it so quick. <laughs> I was like, man, there's just nothing. This is part three, yeah? Yeah, Dark Side is three. I think so, I'm to get into that now. But like, I never played the previous ones, but I tried to get into Dark Side is three. You, yeah. It's like you're on a horse on it, and you're like, have we got the right game? Mm, I don't remember there being a horse. There is there is a different Darksiders. There's like an isometric one. And uh, you're charging around this battlefield and there's a horse in that. It's a proper 3D game. It's just... Okay. No, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe there is and I missed it. Maybe I'm missing something amazing about this game. Because <laughs> I was kind of really bored of it. <laughs> but um, Pillars of Eternity. So, man, this is like this massive RPG that's isometric and really old school. Okay. And... Yeah, and the story with this is like I think just some developers like who are fans of this like kind of slightly dying genre, if I can respectfully say that, like uh, of old yeah. isometric RPGs like Arcanum or Fallout One and Two, you know, um, uh, you, you don't get RPGs made like that anymore. You know, um, it's very rare. So these guys made this game, and it was so well received that it got like major releases on on all the big consoles and PC and all that. But in my ignorance, I thought it was going to be a bit like Diablo. So I was expecting this hack and slash game. Like, you go in, you fight hordes of enemies, and it's going to be great. But actually, <laughs> it's, it's like... What's it, sorry? I just said, oh, basically. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Your expectation wasn't net. No, it's not a bad game, but um, it's just not what I was expecting. But it's like a massive RPG, like Arcanem or Fallout 1 and 2. So... It's um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it didn't really take the box for me, but I, I want to go back to it and try it because it seems it seems really cool. Like it's got an, it's got a really interesting story. But as you can imagine, games like that, the controls are so dense. Like there's so many menus and like I mean, even just creating a character in that was so it was such hard work. There's so much reading involved. Like <laughs> by the time I created a character, I was done with it for that day. I was like, okay, you know. Just remind me of something now. Reminds me what the other game I played. Divinity. Divinity, yes, exactly. That's that's in the same vein as this. Yeah, where everything is like, even the way you move, the, the amount of steps you take and, and what's on the floor, it has an effect. It's like a proper Dungeons & Dragons board game. Definitely, yeah. This is this is similar, man. Um, it, you know, it is cool. And it's, there's like a real big story with this. And it, it seems like almost infinite, like the possibilities with the character creation and the you know stuff you can equip and all that sort of stuff. But it's such a steep learning curve and unfortunately like, I don't really have the patience a lot of the time like I need to I need the game to help me out a little bit and help yes. me get into it and then yes. escalate things yes well, I yeah. suppose that's what sort of Ruby feels about like Skyrim and stuff like that oh yeah okay, but I've just I've said that so many times but I just thought that so now you guys yeah basically what you guys are describing is pretty much how I feel but now mm. I'm still because you guys are... But I think ours is a bit different, Rubes, to tell you how. Because we're, we're talking about a whole genre of... Like, so, sorry, we're talking about 80% of video games right. compared to, like, 80% of video games are 3D. Yeah. If that makes sense. Whereas this, this lot that you struggle with... Yeah, this is like a... 20%. Not even 20%. Probably those type of games are probably like... like 5%, 3%, maybe? Yeah, 3%. Right. Less than that, maybe? Yeah. They're, they're not made, really, these days, these sorts of games. But, um, but no, I, I can see what you're saying, Rubes. Absolutely, you know, it's um, like I can understand. Like Skyrim does have a, a learning curve because the sorts of things that Raj and I maybe take for granted, like just moving around a thumbstick, how to look up and down, we wouldn't like that. Wouldn't be a thing for us. We would just pick up the pad and play it. But if you're not used to 3D games, that's a massive thing. <laughs> so I get that. But um, another game we're playing again on Game Pass was Double Kick Heroes. And this is really fun. This has really caught me by surprise. I just thought, I, I saw the title, I saw the description, I thought, you know what, I'll try it. It sounds good. Um, so it's a rhythm-based game. So it's one of those where, like, um, the story progresses as there's music playing and you press the buttons as they pop up on screen in time to the music. You know what I mean? What's it called now, sorry? Double Kick Heroes. Double Kick Heroes. Yeah, Double Kick is in, like, a, a drum for metal, you know. Oh, like, yeah, 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 cool. So, yeah... The story is roughly that you play this, you play as a band who are running and trying to, like, first they're just running to save their lives and then they're running to try and defeat bosses and enemies to save the world. But it's a post-nuclear, apocalyptic sort of scenario. There's zombies and monsters. Uh, the graphics are really basic. It's all side-scrolling. So your car is just driving along this road. Um, it's quite humorous. It's quite funny. It's... Uh, I was surprised. It's it's obviously like an indie game. It's not like a triple A title. It's not massive, but um, I found it I found it quite hard because, like, you're so busy watching this um, sort of stave of music where, like, you know, the buttons are coming across. So you got to press X now. You got to press B now. So I'm trying. I'm watching that to try and get that timing right. Mm -hmm. So you completely miss what's happening, like all the animations, all the fights, all that stuff that's happening. So I don't know. It, it, that didn't really work for me. Like. But the music in it's really cool. It's all like variations of metal music. 
so it's yeah it's, it's quite cool it's it was fun it was funky i mean I would, I would play some games just for the music or the atmosphere and the mood so yeah i mean you're not you're not missing anything spectacular but you, you're missing sort of all the action in this so if there's a boss for instance I don't really know. I couldn't describe the bosses that I beat. I just know that I beat them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, it, it was cool. Um, Streets of Rage 4. So, uh, man, a friend and I had like a massive mega session on this one night. Um, we just completed the game like between the two of us. Completed? Wow. Yeah, but, you know, not on like some super hard level or anything. Like we just, I think it was just uneasy probably and we just went through it. But, you know, it was such good fun, man. Like, Street, you know that that is one game that they got one hundred percent right. Street of H Four is so good; it's exactly what it needed to be. Like it's it's respectful to the games that have gone before, but it pushes things forward, and you can do new things in this. But they don't ruin the game. The story's great. You know, it has nods back to the old games which we loved when we used to play as kids. Um, it was cool. The one feature. Amazing. The, the things that you posted on the artwork. Ah, oh, I know, right? It looked so pretty, so good. So good, isn't it? It's just yeah. You, you yeah. Just get the clips of the game and just frame them. Yeah. So like um, it it's got like a whole gallery thing in the game itself. So you can go through all the concept art that the artist drew for it, uh, the progression in the characters and how they were originally to what they are now. Um, you know all the maps and things, all the artwork for it. So that's where I found all that stuff. It was all these alternate menus screens for the game. So I just posted a few of those, but. Yeah, nah, I love it. it. It's great. And one good feature that it has, like, to, to unlock stuff. Like, previously, I think maybe in gaming generally, like, if you want to unlock stuff, you just have to do it on harder and harder difficulties. So if you are the coolest characters, probably have to do it on the hardest difficulty level. Yeah. Um, this, this does away with that. So it has, like, a lifetime score. So every time you play it, you add to that lifetime score. So you don't have to complete it, but you just do like a couple of levels here and there if you want, and your lifetime score goes up. And that has certain thresholds on it. So every time you reach, say, this amount, that unlocks this character, and then you reach the next milestone, and then you unlock that character. So it's achievable for everyone, you know? It, it's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. No, I liked it. Uh, nothing but praise for that game. <laughs> um, Hotshot Racing. So again, Xbox Live. Uh, sorry, Xbox Live showing my age, man. Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> um, so, man, this is like this really old school, like N64, PlayStation 1 era racing game. It, it looks like that. So it's oh. quite, yeah, it's quite blocky and chunky and it's not streamlined at all. Um, but it's really fun, really like cool arcade racing. Um, and, you know, it's full of unlo unlockables, like loads of race uh, tracks to go on. Um, unfortunately, the tracks get a bit samey because, like, it's just that sort of game, you know. Um, but yeah, there's loads of skins and parts done a lot for cars. But you know, it's it's good fun, especially for like com for free. You know, can't complain at all. I had a uh, had a really good session online as well with um, a couple of the lads for my friend Mikey's birthday, so he wanted to play some games online, so we did. Um, I think I won all of them. <laughs> Did you? Is that is it? Is that where you knew you won? But you still want to go. I won them all. Oh. Oh, I won them all, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good game though. Um, sea of Thieves. So man, this is a game that I kind of really wanted to get into, but I just I, I'm not in love with it <laughs> as I wanted to be. Um, so I, I had a really good session with one of my mates who has like a a, a big crew of um, people that he plays with. 
and like they were really knowledgeable about this game and it was great to play with them and we made so much money in that session it was ridiculous like just because yeah because you're just playing with people who know what they're doing and like have the because they've been playing for like years as well like they have like all the top stuff and they know all the tactics so sorry which one which game was this again sorry sea of thieves oh okay yeah and the xbox right apparently if if you're not if you're not into it's quite hard it now i think yeah yeah, i think so that's what i found anyway Uh, to be honest i found it kind of predictable and quite small which is a shame because all the all the missions in it are really just tantamount to the same sort of thing. Like you go and dig up a chest, or you go and beat up a boss. And there's different variations of bosses, and some of them are really hard, really challenging. But there's not much else really. Like so, I don't know. I like it's one of those. I mean, there is a ton of content on there. Like um, there's so many missions and things, but it's just that they're all kind of samey. So I don't know. I'm not 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 sold on that, unfortunately. Um, like for instance, I mean, um, there's not enough stuff to buy, so you can make all that money that I made in that one session. Like, it's all kind of pointless, really. It's all just like piratey clothes and different skins. There's nothing that really changes the game or improves you or anything like that. It's all just like skins for your ship, like different sails or, you know, uh, maybe lights for your ship, stuff like that. Uh, I've no interest in that, really. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. But um, one of the games... Okay, right. So <laughs> these are notes that I made when I played this next game <laughs> at the time. And I'm, I'm, I'm laughing a little bit. But Train Sim World 2020. Guys, this oh, is... Oh, yes, no. <laughs> oh, dear. This is one of the greatest games ever made. Because oh, I've always God. wanted... To... Honestly, Rubes, honestly. <laughs> I've always wanted to drive a train. Yeah. Train Sim Simulator. You can download it as well. This is the game where you were... Like, um, was it when you were talking about, then you talked about applying for London tube driver job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm glad I did it now. <laughs> Tim McBrien, if you're listening, um, do you play train sim? <laughs> oh, dear. We're going to get that whole conversation of, of us looking at your love for trains, talking about trains, why you love trains so much, and that why you're <laughs> Why are you not a train driver? I do love trains. I do love trains. They're amazing machines. And like, I'd, I would still love to drive one in real life. And this game was like, was just like a little sort of nudge towards that world. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I mean, like, okay, the first time I played it. So it starts you off. And you know, I know we talked about this, but it, it goes through your old neck of the woods. So it, you start off on this mission driving from Paddington to Slough. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And like, you know, I think all the train tracks are accurate as far as I'm assuming. I don't know, obviously, but it felt like it could be accurate. Um, so, like, the distances between stations, the types of, uh, you know, like, padding is obviously massive. There's tons of tracks coming out and they go off in different directions and all that sort of stuff. But, man, I loved it. Like, like when I get the train to work, I am confident that I could jump in the cab, turn the master key on, Put the reverse in forward gear. Yeah. Put the lights on so that it's on daytime and forwards. Um, you know, and then just ease ease the accelerator into like power one, power two, and then get us going. Like lock the doors, of course. I reckon I could do that now. Yeah, I, I think you should apply for some of the London tube driver jobs. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um... So now, what do you do in this? Like, explain it a bit, like if you don't mind. 
Well, I don't want to, Raj, because <laughs> nah, I will. Like, okay, so you start off like there's quite a few sort of different modes to it, surprisingly. So there's almost like a storyish, careerish mode, which doesn't have much of characters in it, but it's like you're just a generic driver, and you've been asked to. Uh, oh, you know, there's like a, a narrator who's saying, oh, you know, thanks for helping out. You know, maybe you could, um, you know, we're having all these troubles because it's Christmas and there's the closures, you know. So if you could drive the train down from Paddington to Slough, we'd be so grateful. So you do that. Um, and it just takes you through the next scenario, the next scenario. So literally what you do is like you you play like um, it's first person and it's all obviously 3D. So you landed at uh, Paddington Station and you just have to navigate your way through the station to where your train is waiting um, you know you can the train works so you can get on on any carriage and walk through all the carriages uh, all the stuff on it sort of works um, and eventually you get to the cabin and then you know the, the first sort of beginner lessons talk you through what to do like what the thing that you know the, the, the guard signal when you're ready to move off how to lock the doors you know what lights you need to have on um the the passenger trains are quite straightforward i mean later on you you drive like a um a freight train so you have to move these massive cargo containers um and that's a little bit more complicated and it's not as straightforward as just like accelerate and brake as the passenger train is so yeah but essentially it's that and like i'll be honest once the train shifted you've got a time limit to get to the next station because obviously you want to be on time right like um but in between (laughs) there's not a lot to do other than admire the scenery (laughs) your train is shunting along i mean you know i'm gonna do after this game after after this podcast i want to just get on a train and watch you watch observe you on a train no no like like, not even driving it just like right now we're gonna sit in this cabin let's see your reaction now because you're gonna we could stream it together if you want, Rubes. Like, um... <laughs> and that's when you're like, oh, the... I'm going to download it for you. No, no, not the game. But what I'm saying is if we actually watched Nell, like we just accompanied him on a train now. And then he's <laughs> going to give us the commentary of the driver's doing this. And then... <laughs> and, and this is how the brakes are applied. And, and yeah. Now, so, can I ask you another question? Um, of course. But on that game, how can you lose the game like... Yes, okay. that makes sense. Like, is it easy to do that, or is it challenging? I don't get the challenge bit, but to me, from what you described so far, is uh, um, a correct me sort of. Okay, this is my this is this is my understanding of the game. Mm-hmm. So you can get into a train. Is it a first person or third person? First person. First, so so you get into the thing, and I can press a few buttons here. The train's off. That's it. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. I mean, but where the challenge comes into it is you have to obey all the traffic signals. So if there's a red light, you have to stop. And stopping the train is really hard, like knowing the stopping distance. Okay. And like I, I don't know it now. I'm sure like, um, you know, Brian would be able to like nail that. But me, like I'm just playing this super cautious and I'm always on the accelerator and the brake all the time, like just to maintain my speed. Um, you have to obey the speed limit. You have to keep an eye on where you're going because I got complacent with this and I just left it going. And then, like, I realized my station that I had to stop at was really close. So I slammed the brakes on and put the emergency brake on, which is like a separate thing, and still overshot it. So there's like a red light that you can't go past that station and it's a safety thing. Like, that track ahead is in use. 
you were slamming to a different train. So the challenge of it is it's not arcadey in the center. It doesn't it doesn't help you out if you're getting it wrong. Like if you get it wrong, that's it. And one of the first times I played it, I did you know I did all the stops, great, no problem. Got a bit complacent again, and you have to park the train in like this siding, which is not one of the active platforms. It's just one where it has like the barrier at the front, and there's no more track after that. It's just a wall. So I slammed into that, and like it's a bit frustrating, but the game makes you play the whole mission again. So you can't like rewind it a bit and go back. You know, there's no checkpoints. You just have to go back <laughs> to the beginning and play that. No. So. No. I not plating it, but no, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Try, it, Try it, just see what you guys think, and then just delete it after. But I, I just enjoyed it because, like, honestly, the first time I played it, I was hyped. I was more hyped than I have been for any game this year, honestly. Because I was like, I get struck. Because, you know, on the cover, it's a bit disappointing, to be honest, because on the cover, it's got all these tremendous-looking trains, like huge trains. And I'm like, I just want to know what you can do in that, you know? I, it just it sounds amazing but unfortunately the game only comes with um like two or three trains so the there's two passenger trains there's the local train which is like the, the front is square and there's the high speed train which is like the birmingham to london train which is pointed at the front you know those ones and there's a freight train but all the others are dlc unfortunately so you have to actually buy those packs if you want to play those other trains so yeah but man Honestly, that game is amazing. Train Sim World 2020. It's it's you know like, it's for the futurist. Yeah, well, I don't know enough about trains, but like I just I just want to drive one. That was all it was. Like, I mean, I've had so many opportunities over the years where like I'm waiting at train stations and the drivers come out and they're having a conversation, and I could just hit the fire alarm and just jump in the train and just be off with it. You know, it just have a little joyride, but. Yeah, so in, in, in many ways, maybe it's dangerous for people like me to be playing Dream Train Sim World now that I know how to start a train. <laughs> but yeah. Um, another game that I've been playing. Uh, okay, so you guys know I had Pokemon on the Switch, right? And I, I was kind of disappointed by it. I was very disappointed by it, actually. Like, it's, it was, yeah, it was so different compared to what I love and remember. So what I ended up doing was having a look for... Um, like old versions of Pokemon, and I've, I've emulated them on my laptop. Um, so I used to have uh, Pokemon Gold. So this is legal because I, I own a copy of the game. Um, but people have modded it and made like ironed out all the weird bits in it um, so you can just play this game. So obviously, as you know, Pokemon, a lot of it is like trading. So like, I would need Roger yourself to have a copy of the game so that I could get the Pokemon that are specific to your game. And I can give you the ones that are specific to my game, and in that way you can get them all. But um, they've 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 modded that, so you don't need to do that. So you can play with just your game, and you can catch everything on there, all the rare ones, all of that. So I'm all for that. I love that. So I've been playing a bit of that. It's slow going, but it's really really good, and it it's like the classic Pokemon. So it's just it's just it's just brilliant. <laughs> it's just so good. I do like the fact that it's original. It's made by players that players have gotten in and improved it and modified it for themselves that that is cool mm, yeah no definitely what i've done is as well i've installed it in onedrive so it's installed on the cloud for me so i can play anywhere so long as i can log in on any laptop you know i could play on my work laptop for instance i could just log in to my personal onedrive um and you can play with the mouse and keyboard you know not, not even the mouse just play with the keyboard 
because all yeah. it is, you know, the old Pokemon was only like up, down, and it needed two buttons. <laughs> so there's not a lot to it. So yeah, I, I was quite pleased with myself on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, just real quick then, Destiny 2. So this came out on Game Pass, and this is what's taken me away from Gears a little bit. Um, it's massive, massive game, and it reminds me so much of Halo because it's from the same people who made Halo. Yes. And, um, uh, you know, the complaint I had with this was that there's actually so much to do. Like, obviously, I'm playing this game when it's been out for maybe a year or two. So I'm coming to it when there's tons of stuff going on. There's all these updates that have gone on to the game. Um, so, honestly, the first three or four sessions, I had no idea what to do. Like, who do you speak to? Like, where do I go in this massive hub full of people? Um, you know, it was a really steep learning curve again. But uh, it, and I literally had to Google it, like, and there was websites devoted to new gamers, new to Destiny Two, <laughs> you know, what you should shouldn't be doing. So that was really useful. But um, it was good. It's really good. Like the shooting's great in it. Um, it's a it's a real grind. So you know, to you, you, the whole point is like you're trying to get loot. So you're sh- you're doing all these missions and you get loot, just like any RPG really. Um, and you know, you get progressively better stuff the harder the boss the better the stuff that that typical formula um but it's a real grind like it's it's a real slow thing <laughs> to to increase raids in there now so if you got you play with your friends right mm. and you go for these raids yeah that's right yeah. a lot yeah. of it's about that more than anything yes that's exactly right it's it's very multiplayer so you can play in single player you can do the story like i, I tried to do that just to get familiar with the game mm. because when you just go straight into the raids like nothing makes sense like what are all these icons what are all these things that the bosses are dropping yes. like, do you know what i mean i don't know any of that so i did the single player just to well it's not single player it's multiplayer but the missions on my own just to get a grip on that and that really helped me because then when it came to the raids i sort of knew what stuff was and you know knew about weak points and you know all that sort of stuff so yeah it's good it, it's good it's a massive game um yeah I've dabbled with... Raj, have you played this? Doom Eternal? Did you play any of that? I played the Doom, the one before that. Doom Eternal was a sequel because uh, since they bought uh, a Bethesda Microsoft, they put it straight on uh, Game Pass. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I, I played a bit of it. It was it was cool. Um, There's no real story, is it? It's just quick, nah. quick fire. Yeah. Uh, it's but, more of the same. <laughs> apparently, the shooting spots be like the best there is. I can sort of see that, to be honest. I mean, like, I only played it for a bit. I played, like, the first half an hour or so of it. So I've got it downloaded, ready to go. But, um, yeah, I mean, the shotgun, for instance, it, it like, just because they're in front of you doesn't mean it's an instant kill. Like, I think that would have been the case in previous games. But, um, like, I actually missed. Like, I wasn't looking directly at them, so my shotgun missed. And I was like, what? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. It, like, I want to see some more of it, because, obviously... It's one of those games that's nicely arcadey as well. Like it's got over-the-top weapons and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it'd be cool. Um, Forza Seven. So I was finished with this game, and then it came out on Game Pass. So I had to get it again. (laughs) 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 Um, To be honest, I know I'm just addicted to it, man. I I I really do like Forza Seven. It's great, and like because I've done all the single-player stuff from previously. Like I'm just messing around with it here and there, so I'm not really playing it loads, but. Um, what I'm enjoying is rivals mode, which is um, it's like various different modes. So there could be like time trials or hot laps, 
uh, or cone challenges, but against the ghost of other players. So, yeah, that that's and to be honest, I really miss that because Raj, you mentioned earlier like Metropolitan Street Racer, like on the Dreamcast, yes. and it had yeah, amazing game. It had that feature like where you could take your DMU out of your control pad, save your data to that, and then give it to your mate so that he could upload all of your data and ghosts and times into his game. Mm. Do you remember that? Yes. Like, it's so cool, because then when you come to play your game, like, your mate's ghost is on there. And at the time, it just felt like, this is incredible. Like, you know, every, every track you go on has got your mate's times compared to your times. It was really cool. So Rivals mode is a little bit like that. So... Um, really enjoying that. It's really, really cool. And uh, yeah, enjoying that. Um, yeah, golf with friends. And this is something we guys should play, like the three of us. <laughs> it's just crazy golf, basically. <laughs> but it's just good. It's really good fun. Uh, on, on the Xbox? Yes, on Xbox. Oh, crazy golf, okay. Yeah, yeah it's cool. I it's just golf on the Wii, but I didn't know they could do. Oh, yeah, I can see why they. On the Xbox, though. Okay, so I mean, obviously, it's not sort of motion sensitive, so there's no sort of like you're not standing up and like shooting it with something in your hand. It's all like thumbsticks, so you aim with a thumbstick, you hold the button to tell it how hard you want to hit it, you know, so it's uh, it, it works well, it's cool, it's good fun. Okay, yeah, I, I mean, I would, I would happily try that. I think you'd love it to be honest because it's just that like there's no skill needed, <laughs> it's just <laughs> like. You know, you just and like even if you had skill on it, like the maps are so mental that <laughs> skill is negated. <laughs> yeah, so. it's, it's some it's some skill, I suppose, isn't it? It's more just the relaxation. Will I get it? Will I not? You know. There's probably people out there who are really good at this game and like they know all the maps and they know all the angles and precisely how much power to use. But yeah, I I personally was just sort of whacking it around and just seeing what happens. But it, it was good. It's good fun. Yeah, give it, we'll give it a try. Yeah. Um, so my last two games, my time in Porsche. So this is another one of these slightly, uh, they're like Unity games, like Unity being the engine that people use to make these games. Um, but I think it tends to create a lot of sort of more indie games. And this is this is definitely one of them. So it, it's like a Stardew Valley clone, but it's 3D. Okay, wow. Yeah. It's not. It's nowhere near as good as Stardew Valley. Okay. <laughs> nowhere near. Sorry to like poo on it, but it, it's quite generic and unpolished because I think what they wanted to do was so grand that I don't know if it's possible or not. But it, it's intriguing because the world that it's set in is like this sort of fallen world. It's all beautiful and it's all, but it's like there was a civilization before and there's the remnants of their majestic buildings all around. But you're at this level of this little farming town. Right. So it's interesting, and and like I don't know for sure, but the game sorts sort of hints that you may find out what happened, and you may unlock some of that, and that's quite intriguing to me. So I'm I'm sort of persevering with it, even though you know I, I'm done with farming. <laughs> like I'm all right with that. Yeah, mine's good, Mike. Remember now? Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. With um, uh, there there was the uh, what, the, cru the crucible was it? There was that thing in the middle. Yeah, do you remember the sand level, like, and there's this old ancient ancient civilization there that, that you don't know who they are or whatnot? The sand level. So you're on about Mass Effect now? 
No, I know, I know Mass Effect had the Crucible as well, but yeah. there was a thing in Knights of the Old Republic where Revan and Malik go into the center of the universe, and there's like this massive... No, the Forge. Was that it? The Forge? Yeah, I can't remember now, but there's apparently this ancient civilization who made everything first. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's the same with Mass Effect as well, though, because Mass Effect had... Um, uh, gosh, what are they called? No, not the Reapers. The Reapers all. No, they yeah. Well, the enemies that you fight, who are the Reapers, um, like they take over those, uh, that that race that you think are extinct, who created everything. What were they called? I don't know. Oh my gosh! Because you had them. You actually had some of them, didn't you? They, they, they were appearing the what you call it, but, but they were like robots. Remember? Oh no. Okay. No, those are the keepers. Those yeah. are the guys maintaining the state, the station. Yeah. But yeah. there's actually that race. You actually fight them. You shoot them like loads after a certain bit. I'm thinking of Mass Effect 2, where you see them. Oh, man, what are they called? Do you, do you know the ones I mean? They're like, they're kind of yellowy black, and they've got like four eyes, four glowing eyes. I can't remember that. Ah, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, so, yeah, but I can see why that reminds you of this. Um, so the last game that I played a lot of, and I'm really enjoying it, is Spiritfarer. So this, the concept of this is... Um, you play this you play the new spiritfarer and the spiritfarer's job is to help fulfill the final wishes of spirits who are still in the world um just so they can be at peace in the world and that they can move on happily to the next world so it's quite spiritual it's quite dark but it's quite not dark as in like scary but dark as in like man yeah like life and death sort of stuff so um it's cool. It's it's really pretty. Uh, it's side scrolling, like platforming slash exploration. Um, as I say, it's quite quite a somber feel, but it does have like lots of nice moments because you build relationships with these guys. Or rather, I think the game seems to hint that you know these people from somehow. And I don't know. It's it's almost got like a reincarnation-y feel because these characters are all like animals, so it's almost like they've died, been reincarnated uh, as something else and then you bump into them in like all these different islands in the world and you get talking to them and then suddenly they sort of remember you a little bit and then they start opening up about their lives and um you know like helping them might be like one of the characters he he reminisces about certain types of food because uh, it reminds me of his daughter so your missions are to find that food and that could be upgrading your ship so it's got more space so that and then going around and finding certain uh, materials, so you might need this type of ore and this type of thread in order to build uh, a garden so that you can plant the, the fruit that eventually grows into the thing that he, he wants to eat. You know, So it's not all like that, but that's the general principle of it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really good fun. And it's, uh, I'm enjoying it because it's sort of slightly different in that tone um it's not just like a throwaway game it feels like something a little bit more serious and like the relationships they build in it are quite i, I mean the, the actual the game the writing in it is quite mature so i was surprised because obviously you look at it and it, it just looks like another game and it's it's going to be for all ages but actually it's not it's it's quite i mean like an example i can give you like when i was playing today um one of the characters is like an old lady but she's like a hedgehog in it but you can tell from her dialogue that she's an old lady like you have to it, there comes a point where she like needs your help to walk and it's quite sad like actually it reminded me a bit of my mom <laughs> so 
Yeah, but then, like, she's kind of human in a sense because she has a moment where she remembers her old husband and she's clearly upset by that that memory. And she actually has a bit of a go at you, your character. Like, she says, oh, you know, you can be quite smothering. I wish you'd leave me alone. And it's like, wow, that's quite jarring because, like, this character, like, you sort of build that relationship and you sort of, like, want the best for them and then, like, she lashes out at you. So... It's a it's a really interesting game, I've got to say, and uh, I'm enjoying it. And I'm it, it keeps sort of throwing stuff at you that's unexpected as well, so it progresses. Like um, I've done a few sort of missions for the people now. My 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 ship is massive, and it's got loads of houses and tool shops on it. So you think, okay, that's generally the principle of the game. But then this other thing happens where you meet this other spirit who's almost like a god type spirit, and that just came out of nowhere. So now I'm interested to see like where does that go. So yeah, it's cool. I'd recommend it. It's again free with Game Pass. Yeah. Spirit Fair. So that is my lecture complete. <laughs> awesome now. Cheers. Well, it has been a while since I've done podcast. We're on to three hours. I think we're going to be three hours in about ten seconds. Oh wow. That's yeah. not too bad considering. Yeah. We haven't done this for more than two weeks. I think June was the last one we did. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. Yeah, June was the last one we did. This is relatively short, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I think the next one we'll we'll try and do uh, another podcast, guys, for the before the new consoles, hopefully, because then we can sort of talk about the uh, games of last gen and what we're looking forward to. We'll make it like a new console special, if if that's all right, guys. Uh, sounds great to me. I was going to say, for people listening, I mean, if they want to get involved and just hit us on social media with their favourite games as well, that would be cool to see. Favourite games of this generation. Yeah, so guys, your favourite PS4 or Xbox One games, uh, just drop us an email. Or Actually, I'll tell you what we do. We're, if you follow us on Twitter, we'll put the question on Twitter. And yes. So if you, can just, yeah, if you can answer to that. So what are your uh, what are your games? The top five games of the of the of last generation generation. I'm so tired. I can't. I can't just <laughs> <laughs> yeah of uh, last generation. So that'd be fantastic. And then what? Um, yeah, hopefully we'll talk about uh, what we're looking forward to. I mean, I've got loads to talk about. What I'm looking forward to. Um, cool. Really excited about uh, next gen. But we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. Brilliant. Sounds good. Looking forward to that. Drop us an email. Um, on a normal email address, which I can't. <laughs> I think it's the game crowd Birmingham at gmail.com. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and yeah, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and I think that's about it. And we're on Twitch as well, so follow us on Twitch. Yeah, yeah, so follow us, share, like, and hopefully, this podcast. Uh, well, I think this has been recorded on a Wednesday, so hopefully, we are with you tomorrow. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.